I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, uh, hey, yo, I'm still not a player, but you still a hater. Elevated to the top high. See you later. I'm gone. Penthouse suite. Penthouse freaks. In-house beach. Frank County's 10th hour piece. Ran out lease with an option to buy. Copping a 5-0 Benz for when I'm not far up in the sky. Puffing a lie from the twin Zito. Up in the Benzito with my Kiko from Queens, named Rico. Rico. <laughs> there you go. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy with Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Going up on a Tuesday. Um, and, uh, you know, ready to have some fun. <clears throat> Went out and got uh, somebody that has been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know him. He's never been on the show by himself before. Last time mm-hmm. he was on here, he was with uh, The Dylan, a.k.a. Dill. Um, but, uh, you know, you might know him from his old podcast, Alter Negro Show. You might know him from, uh, well, actually, I think you're doing a great job on Hell No Cupid with, uh, Chris. Me too. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, on movie trailer reviews, man. That's a hilarious show. Um, and you might know him from Twitter where he's Don Coyote on Twitter. Um, it's my man, John Minus. What's up, dog? Hey, how's everybody doing? Great, man. Um, now you have a blog, exit11.blogspot.com. What, first of all, what does the name of that mean? Um, well, I'm from Jersey, so it is mandated that when you're from Jersey, you state your exit. Ah, so okay. That's, that's my exit off the turnpike. That's some new, that's, that's some different shit for me. I yeah, we don't have turnpikes, so <clears throat> I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't you even. 95. And that that weird road that goes into Raleigh, that's something. Yeah, yeah, but you have to kind of get outside of this area. And even when I'm up there, I'm like, what the fuck? No, I'm not paying to ride a goddamn road. Like, you know, we <laughs> down south, we're like, fuck a toll. We pay taxes for vehicles. You guys don't. So I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. After Baltimore, it's like freedom. Like, I love it. It's <laughs> It's so expensive up here. Now, how did you end up doing the show with Chris Hell No Cubit? Um, he just, I, I can't remember which one of us had the idea, but we, I think we were just talking one day. We were like, there's all these shows about dating, but they're all for women. And so often on the internet, you, especially we've been hearing, um, guys talking about dating and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. awful. Like we, they just make all men seem like the worst kind of scum. And we're just here to show people that we're not like the worst kind of scum. Like we still scum, but some of us are self-aware scum. <laughs> and I think that helps. Just trying to change your perception of the uh, scummy male, and you know, and you know, we just somebody has to show the side of the man in dating. Like we have it just as bad. Dating's terrible right. for everybody. Yes, it is. Well, I will say this: typically, shows that are geared towards men are these weird pickup artist type of shows. Mm-hmm. They're kind of rapey. Yes, yes. yeah, they're, they're, they're really. They always stop just short of slipping them a Mickey. Yeah, it's really like how to make a woman like doubt herself enough to fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. call her fat. Say that her dress doesn't fit right. You know, it's tell very, her she looks good for an old dame. And then, right, it's very demeaning. It's very derogatory. It's very misogynistic. Yeah, I kind of like that. The show Hell No Cuba is just kind of about the struggle of dating, right? Uh, online and trying to find uh, somebody to match up with, and how. You know, it's not all just one-sided. Like, I, I really appreciate that as opposed to just, you know, the typical, like, how to be a sleazy dude. Yeah, it's it's necessary. Yeah, because, 
Yeah, a lot of those pickup artists, their tactics are just short of CIA interrogation techniques. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed like, that you you always waterboarding yeah. can get her to go out with you. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> how to get her unconscious? Um, I noticed that you also talk sometimes, or at least you hint around that you feel like uh, you've come a long way. You say you used to be like you know a creepy dude. Oh, yeah, I've got at least, I've got like four or five posts on my blog. They're a little old, but they're called Confessions of a Crazy Ex-Boyfriend. <laughs> because um, I've talked, like, I, I I am crazy, but I used to be really crazy, especially after after breakups. And I never, I never was like, do illegal stuff, you know, run up in your house with a gun kind of stuff. But I got really, like, obsessed and obsessive. And then, like, I would take, I would either take it out on myself or take it out on the other person. So I started writing these blogs to help similarly obsessed men get over it. Mm. So I really know that side of the fence. I can, I've been the crazy ex. Now, what kind of what kind of stuff were you doing? As first of all, why did the person? Did you break up with the person? Did they break up with you? Oh, here's the great part. Mm. I always broke up with them, and then I always regretted it. That, so you broke up with someone, and then you went crazy. I've never been broken up with. That, Ain't that something? Yeah, that is weird. Normally, it's the other way where the guy's so possessive and shit that he can't let go. No, this is the complete borderline personality um, pattern. Is that you meet somebody and then they like you, and then you fall out of love with them because you're like, you don't really like me because you don't trust anybody, any relationships. So you break up with them, and then you're like, oh, that was the only person that loved me, and then you want them back really bad because you see how much they suffered without you. It's a really screwed up pattern of events. It's a cycle. That's funny. You break up with women the way that I break up with food, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm done with you, donuts. You will never get me again with this bullshit. And then next thing you know, they're back in my house. And it's like, I'm the one that won't break up, really. But I blame <laughs> the donuts. Um, now, what's the craziest shit you ever did? Well, um... I like I got a lot of stuff going on, but like I have these I have these times when I get insomnia really bad, like kind of manic insomnia, and then I don't sleep for a few days, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get her back. I'm gonna do the most because I grew up in the '80s. If you grew up in the '80s, your mind was warped by romantic comedies. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, if you do enough, you'll get the girl back. So one day I had this girlfriend. She lived way in South Jersey, and I found out where she worked. To this day, I still don't know how. I don't remember how I found out where she worked. But I found out where she worked. I brought flowers and I drove like two hours to South Jersey at 4 a.m. to show up at her, to be at her workplace before she got there and give her flowers. Whoa. You, you one of those old like Vincent Van Gogh niggas. <laughs> you might get a finger or ear. You said I don't listen, but now you can have my ear any time of the day. <laughs> Um. So, like, the funny thing, yeah. What she what she said was like, "Why didn't you do this when we were dating?" And I was like, "I don't know." Yeah, I don't know. And romantic comedies are pretty much the worst way to govern like how to act when it comes to dating, mm -hmm. because it's so like as a person that really believes in communication, uh, you know, equality, uh, reciprocation, mm -hmm. um. There, like rom com, might be my least favorite genre of movie. Yeah, only because I find it so frustrating because I'm such a practical person. Where 
I spend the vast majority of the time just being like, but wouldn't you just tell her that? And then right. you would let her make a decision and you can deal with it from there. But instead it's like, you know, it'll, it'll be some shit like the guy's ex calls and she just needs him to come help her change his tire, change her tire. Um, so he leaves and helps her change her, her tire, but then like she comes on to him, but then like he doesn't tell his wife about it. And then, like, later on, a picture of her, like, trying to kiss him or something comes out. And now he looks like a complete cheater. Cause at no point in time did he ever stop to go, yeah, I could have just came home and went, um, yeah, my fucking ex called me and, uh, I changed the tire and then she tried to fucking jump my bones. Um, that was really fucking weird. And then I'm, you know, I won't be going down there again. And instead it gets turned into like, you know, a two and a half hour movie when it could just be like 30 minutes. Yeah, with a decent conversation. Yeah. Right, which really wouldn't be a movie. So they, you know, it's one of those things where they want to present like, oh, ain't love awkward. It can be, but some shit can be completely avoided if you just communicate. But most people don't. So, you know, a lot of people can truly relate to the bullshit because it's like, oh, that's what I would do. Of course I would overreact. And I'm like, no, I don't want to live with anybody that's that goddamn crazy because to me, everybody looks insane. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy, man. I can't believe yeah, that shit. Yeah. If John Hughes was still alive, I'd sue him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's really the cause of so much angst in my generation. Like if you're between like 30 and 30, 30 and 40, John Hughes probably messed up your whole perception of life. How many of his movies are just a fucking advertisement for the friend zone? Yeah. yeah. It'll work out. Just keep being her best friend. And then eventually she after she gets dogged out enough, she'll fuck you. And then she'll realize you were there the whole time. It's like, Aww. yeah, or, or like real life, it just kind of, you kind of just become the guy who's always around and, you know, and is, has unrequited love. Yeah. You remember Seinfeld? Seinfeld did it too. They were like, just be there for her and then just be there and be there. And eventually you're just there. Right. Like, That's a great idea. Right. And it's not in reality. And something else I want to tell you that I admire actually you and Chris for is for being truthful for men and really telling about your feelings and your emotions and how things affect you and how, you know, like whenever people break up, how guys do hurt and they do feel and, you know, about being in denial because it's a side of guys that most people know this there. But guys are rarely that open about it. Like, they don't really openly tell people, yes, I was hurt she left me. Yeah, I fucked her, but I really cared about her. We really was in a relationship. Yeah, I packed her shit up and threw it out the house, but I still cared, you know? Because a lot of guys try to act like they they are these emotionless creatures when that's not realistic. Yeah. I work in psych, and this whole men don't... Men hurt more... I, I'm. You can argue this, but I, I say men hurt more from breakups, and they hurt longer from breakups, and mm. they have less skills and tools to deal with that pain than women do. Mm. Yeah, I think. Um, I think. I mean, I don't know how you would equate the measurement for pain, but I do think that because of how society conditions dudes, mm-hmm. that we're we're just totally unprepared to deal with shit like that because. Yeah. Society is very much about, you know, hey, man, you, you got to be strong. You got to be silent. You don't talk to your friends about this kind of shit. Um, when you do talk to your friends, the only thing we're supposed to be like is, oh, man, don't be a bitch. You'll get over it, man. Hey, drink a beer. 
like it's very much like fuck your emotions don't don't really discuss it and i think in a lot of ways um things that people uh because we don't measure like we measure stuff like well crying is a is means you're being too emotional but it's like i don't know killing your ex-girlfriend is a sign that you might be too emotional you know right like Threatening, you know, calling her and threatening. Stalking. To, yeah, stalking. Like the fact that, you know, one out of every three women that's murdered is murdered by somebody that, you know, she used to be uh, lovers with. Um, yo, the, all those dudes count as too emotional to mm-hmm. handle a breakup. Right. But they don't, people don't really consider it and they don't look at it from that standpoint. And also, like you say, it's different because women are kind of taught. It's um, truthfully, women are taught that. I'll just say men ain't shit and your heart will be broken and, you know, eventually you will get over it. Like we're kind of conditioned to deal with it. And there are crazy women out there too. I'm, you know, I'm not excluding those women, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, women, are, like you said, they're more better equipped. We can call a girlfriend. We can talk to her about it. We can, you know, express ourselves and vent and guys are never allowed the opportunity to vent. So, Things like that bubble up, and guess what? It's gonna come out one way or another, either in violence, <laughs> it beating you, like right. one way or another. Those emotions don't die just because you don't talk about them. Yeah, exactly. Men, men have a bottle of uh, nitrine and a bathtub to cry in. That's that's our support system. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, how's everything? Mad uh, dog. Now, I mean, now that was like back in the day, right? So now you have you have a girlfriend. Uh, how's everything going with her? And is she ever worried that you will relapse into crazy uh, version again? Well, all right, I'll I'll, uh, I'll keep it a hundred. Um, actually, like I make a lot of TV references. Like I don't know if you remember um, Night Court, where mm-hmm. Harry's dad was had been in an asylum, and his catchphrase, "But I'm feeling much better now." Like mm-hmm. after he talks about how crazy he was, that's how I am now. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah. I used to do this, but I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> does, she, does she get worried about that? You know, you know what's funny? My my girlfriend's my girlfriend's white, and um, we were watching Empire because now she's dating me. She's starting to get all into my culture, apparently, mm-hmm. and that's that's her way of relating to me, I guess. Well, you had to but introduce you know her how, through Empire. You know, that's the oldest brother is crazy. Like he's bipolar, and I'm bipolar. So she oh. when he was freaking out, she was like. You're not going to do that, are you? You don't get like that. And I looked at her. She's like, because I don't have a glass room to keep you in. <laughs> well, does her, um, does your dad also say to her, to you, ever since you brought that white woman in my house? Oh, like Lord. <laughs> oh, man. I never met my dad, but I, I'd like to think that he was either that or like a Papa Pope. Like, just being <laughs> and monologuing. <laughs> Like I need that in my life. I need I need just a real intense monologue every now and then. Yeah, I feel like Papa Pope's racism uh would come out with a much more uh pronounced monologue than than uh Terrence Howard. And <laughs> at some yeah. point he'd be like, I am the ebony and the ivory, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's <laughs> but um yeah, I, and also I don't know if Empire is the best way to introduce her to our culture as in no, general. No, no, <laughs> no, no, it's awful. It's she only looks at the most awful. She started writing, watching Scandal, and then How to Get Away with Murder, and then Empire, and she really likes uh, Migos apparently. Wow, and, the ignorance. Know, 
Yeah, she like, but that's all white. White girls love the ratchet stuff. Mm. They love it. Like the all the little white nurses at my job, they love. Uh, I don't f with you. Yeah, but you, but you don't seem, and I don't know you personally, but you don't seem like that type of ratchet dude. Like, how do you feel about them being attracted to? that like that part of our culture but then you but then coming home to you like uh i bought some sensible khakis today how's everything on with you <laughs> yeah i mean she knows see it, it's weird because like i'm not that guy yeah but like after the last year i've been super pro black more and it's just it scared everybody i know they're like john we didn't we didn't know you were black I'm like, yeah, <laughs> turns, out, <laughs> turns out i don't like the police but but uh, no, I know, I know. It's, how it's how do y'all easier. how do y'all handle those conversations? Like in y'all's relationship with you know when something like last night or maybe two nights ago, a black dude got shot by the cops, and you know, um, as always, it takes twenty four hours, and then the paper starts covering it, and they start covering it the same way they always do. This nigga was crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like. Do y'all talk about that stuff? Do you just kind of like not talk about it? Does she understand? Like, is there a culture gap there? Well, she's she's um she's like a liberal, per open minded person, and like she's half Indian, so she's like a little brown, so uh. she she gets it. But um, it's more of an academic exercise with her. Like, she can empathize, but she can't sympathize. Mm. If that makes any sense, like she mm-hmm. she knows it hurts and it hurts me. And she understands it's injustice and she feels bad about that, but it's not as personal to her as it is to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like so last, last that's night. That's not her fault. That's not her fault. Dude. That's just, I mean, dude, what are you going to do about that? That's just right. the way, that's her life experience. It, it never figured into her life the way it does in mine. Right. It's like the way when a woman talks about like street harassment, I can't relate to it on a level of, I, I've experienced it. I can only relate to it through the thing like, oh, it's kind of like how I feel when the fucking cops come up to me for no reason. Like, we're just like, okay, what the fuck's about to happen? But I can't, but it's not a one to one relationship. Like, it's not everything in that situation parallels to everything in that, in the other situation. I just kind of have to have some empathy and whatnot. And, um, you know, like last night I was, you know, reading about the latest dude and, how they were like, well, he was bipolar and, you know, he was, he was having an episode. And so then the cops shot him cause he was walking towards him with his hands up. And I'm like, uh, so we could, we go skip right past the tasers, the, the, the batons, right. the, the superior numbers, the rubber bullets, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, feel nostalgic for the days of Rodney King. Right. Remember when they just beat us up? Right. Those were the days. We skipped right past Mace. Like, we just, now we're just straight to bullets every time. And, um, you know, I was just so fucking frustrated, man. I was like, it it really ruined my night. Like, reading that shit. Like, I didn't mean for it to, because I tried to do a good job of separating that kind of shit. You know, I went and read comic books and got into bed or whatever and just, you know, chill. But, um, it, like, I, I just, like, one of the things I think I take for granted is, you know, I don't have to, have, I don't never really feel like I have to have a conversation with Karen and we do, we almost always agree about that kind of shit. But like, I guess if I was in an interracial relationship, I would always kind of be like, so we do agree, right? Like we're not going to have to have, like this is a unified front. You do realize 
Like we gotta be uh of of you know like that's a conversation we have to have. Right, you have to. It's not something that I, I, I can avoid talking about. And like you said, with you being more pro proactive and pro- pronounced in uh black issues over the year, like I follow you on Facebook and stuff. Um, I you know that is something that it's probably gonna have to be a conversation uh sometimes several times a year. Yeah, it, it doesn't get. <coughs> it, it's never. She's never like got to hear both sides about it. Like she's mm. usually. She's she's I mean not usually she's always you know backing me up yeah but um you ever thought about coming home I'm more racist than her. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> you ever thought about coming home with like a, a afro and like a pick in it and then like all black on incense and in your like, hands you know and then that, like when she's like John what's wrong you're like that's my slave name call me <laughs> Muhammad X that's what I go by. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I, I, you know, in her eyes, I probably am already there. Because <laughs> I, I was talking like what she, her, one of her friends, like all of her friends are white. One of them was talking about how he used to grow marijuana, and he's just talking about, and and all I could think was, yeah, you could do that because you're white, and and police don't, you know, suspect you are having drugs all the time. Black right. people can't grow marijuana because they're up our ass. Yeah, and she's like, why do you? I'm like, because it's always that way. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I have white friends and, um, the reason, the reason that I can have them is cause I, I will talk to them about race. Like I'm just being myself. Yeah, he's trained them. He jokes about it. Yeah. I joke about yeah training them, but, but all that really means is that we have honest conversations as yeah. opposed to most people who I feel like when you bring it up, they're just like, everybody <gasps> oh. runs and panics. It's like a wasp is loose in the room when you bring up race. It's like, Oh God, no one move. We'll get stung. But you know, my, with my white with my white friends, I pretty much have gotten to a point where I won't call you my friend if we can't have a conversation about race. You know, even if you disagree with me, the fact that we can't talk about it is way more debilitating than just you disagreeing about something. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I and I feel like that's really important in order to bridge that gap. I think a lot of people, you know, I, I'm, I'm almost surprised by the amount of people that are just like I don't have a white friend or I don't have a black friend or I don't have a blank friend, whatever race. And it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, you're never going to get them if you feel like you have to compromise who you are to have that friend, you know? Yeah. Now, I, and, I, and I realize what I, the, the reason why, especially on Facebook, I've, because Twitter is different. Like my Twitter world and my Facebook world are completely different. I realize mm-hmm. that's a lot. It's a, that's the same for a lot of people. I didn't yeah. realize yes. that. Yeah, they're, they're not but, the same. Because on Facebook, a lot of, uh, I'm a lot of people's only black friend. And that's a hell of a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, I, re- I realized last night, I'm pretty much the Negro News Network for a lot of these people. Like, <laughs> they, won't hear, they won't hear about this stuff unless it's from me. Yeah. Like, they've even said it. They're like, I never would have heard about this if it wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing with a lot of my white friends is they're always a little bit like, oh, wait. I didn't realize this thing had a racial element to it until I talked to Rod, you know, yeah. where I could be like, like if we're talking about, say, uh, uh, should college players be paid, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. is something that on the surface doesn't seem very racial. If you just think about the idea of, well, they're getting an education. Why shouldn't they? I mean, blah, blah, blah. But then when I bring in like, well, let's look at these two sports that they want to do this to. It's only these two sports. They're revenue generating. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're predominantly black uh, players. Um, there's a assumption that they're coming from poverty, that this will be an opportunity for like 
uh, forward momentum in their life. Um, but they're able to play this sport at an early age. We don't do this with hockey. We don't do this with tennis. We don't do this with baseball. Right. Badminton. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> right. All of a sudden they're like, hmm, this is a, yeah, curling, rowing, mm-hmm. you know, like, right. All of a sudden they start to see like, wait, there's a racial element here that I'm completely I, it's not even that I'm blind to it. I never would have even considered, considered it. it. Right. So even if they were to be like, nah, 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 which I think is everybody's first response to when you say something is like might have a racial, sexist, homophobic element. It's just nah, 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 because that would mean that I support some homophobic or whatever. And I would never do that. But after you think about it for a while, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's definitely one way to look at it. And I think that that we we all increase each other by bringing those things to light where even if you think about it and disagree i don't think you're worse off for having considered it yeah no the um and the problem is like i've always i've always kind of been that gotta see both sides guy because especially with the college like i hate the ncaa the ncaa is the worst most corrupt organization in america by far mm-hmm. and it's exploitative, but at the same time, that the like especially with basketball, they should raise the age limit. It's bad for the sport having all these young kids. There's not as many good players. There just aren't. I don't hear anybody says there aren't as many good players. So raising the li- the age limit would help them by making a better product for the NBA and and them having more money to spend. At the same time, that also hurts a lot of black athletes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah it's, it's it's hard for me to figure out where to come down on issues like that. And and I think for me personally, this is how I feel about it. When you turn eighteen, everybody tells you you grown, you grown, you grown, you grown. That's what everybody constantly say. You grown. Why is it an exception when it comes to athletic sports? That's my problem. Anybody else at the age of 18 can go out through the workforce, make their own decision, and make as much goddamn money as you can and do what you want to. Why is it when it comes to this particular area, everybody wants to say you're a child now, you're a kid now, you're a student athlete? That's the problem that I have. Have the same flexibility. And like we said before, you don't apply this to other sports. You can go professional golfer. You can go baseball. You actually can go in the draft and come back. Like, like, like that's when, that's when my issues become up with the NCAA. If you're going to enforce these, make this broad sweeping across the board where people will have a goddamn fit. Yeah, I think the solution is obvious and it's very easy, uh, but it's the solution that people least want to do, which is no age restriction. Right. And it and and if you come to college, you have to be a student first. Like we're no longer becoming a farm system for the the professional sports leagues. Like if if a guy wants to go play in the NFL at eighteen and he can do it, then that's it, you know. And if he doesn't, then we expect him to be a complete. 100% 100% student like you know we have to we're gonna enforce the restrictions on on uh on uh working out we're gonna enforce the restrictions on practice uh travel uh mm-hmm. class time like we're gonna enforce these restrictions and treat these guys the same way we treat the tennis team and the world's not prepared to do that you know All what right. I mean we have to have our football stars we have to have our guys who are just as good as the pros to entertain us on Saturdays um, or else people lose their shit. They don't want to watch a football game that's really just a bunch of guys who are going to be in college for four years, majoring in something that they're going to become a professional nine-to-five guy in. Nobody wants to see that shit. And since they won't admit it, then we have to have all these excuses. But the excuse is clear. Like, we're – I mean, the problem is clear. We're 
we're doing all this parsing over what uh less than two or three percent of all the athletes like all of them uh, only a few of these guys can become really good professional athletes and the whole system is corrupt because we need these few guys so we mm-hmm. you know um when you got duke you know looking at a guy who might have been a possible rapist uh at least twice and keeping him on the team for 10 months i mean that's duke's one of the bastions of like this is this is college basketball this is you know, a clean university. They do it the right way. When you have Carolina just basically giving people paper grades all the way through uh African American studies classes, that yeah. that's you know, this like that is just an insult to to the school in general, to the idea of education in general. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow we all feel like it's just part of the game. It's just what goes on and I feel like Until you get caught. Yeah, until you admit that you're ready to give up the fact that, hey, maybe some of these guys should be playing in the NBA and the NFL. And that means the quality going to drop. Yeah. And maybe college basketball and college football needs to go down another level and, and be even less watchable, but we can all feel better. We can feel clean. We can be like, all right, yeah, this guy's going to be a fucking accountant and he runs a seven two forty. but I, <laughs> I, I know he didn't get a car. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know this dude, no one's giving this dude a fucking a, Mm-mm. like because cause they don't think they know he's not going anywhere um so that's my solution but i don't think anyone's gonna do that shit so well there's a book there's a great book um because i love football F- football is my favorite thing and there's a book by this guy greg uh easterbrook mm-hmm. called the um the king of sports and it's all about everything good and everything bad with football and there's a lot bad with the nfl and the NCAA, mm-hmm. but what it's it's March and everybody's talking about football right now. Yeah, yeah. It, we we want our football. We will put up with anything for our football. Yeah, we, yeah. we care, but we don't care. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's absolute. I um, I told someone the other day they were um, I was on this podcast. I don't know if it'll, come, it'll ever come out, but I was on this guy's show, and one of the things he brought up was you know with all the injuries and stuff, you know. Because the show was like, you got to have a hot take, right? So, like, with all the head trauma and injuries and shortening lives, at some point, uh, people won't even watch football anymore. Um, and it'll just, you know, football, basically, like, football will be outlawed at some point. And I was like, no, no. it'll never happen because we talk a good game, but nobody really gives a fuck about those dudes. Right. You know, like, end of the day, it's like, I understand the risk. You understand the risk as a player. And that's why you get paid the amount of money you do because you have a very short period of time that you can perform this task. And nobody cares at the end of that. Like, okay, so you died at 50. Well, hey, you played the game and got got what we want. I think we still have that same instinct from the gladiators in the Coliseum in in us today as humans. And this is just our latest method to show it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, and you, you notice nobody really, and like, I don't think so. People never really argue about the age limit for football mm-hmm. because you can't put an eight, you can't put an 18 or 17 year old. I was 17 when I was a freshman in, um, in college. college. Yeah, me too. So there's going to be some barely 18 people playing football against a 30, you know, a 30 year old, you know, defensive end. They, they will die. Well, here's my, here's my argument against that, right? Cause I thought about that shit too in my solution. Um, they don't have to play them. Like, like if you told an NFL player, an uh, NFL team, I'm sorry, if you told an NFL team, 
you can get your hands on Jadavion Clowney at 17 instead of at 20. They'd be like, yeah, we'll do that. Now we're not going to let them play because that's fucking insane. But he going to know the book. But we're going to put them, we're going to teach them all our plays. We're going to get them in a weight training program. We're going to get them in the best shape possible. Right. And by the time we put them on the field, he's going to be a beast. There will be no fucking doubt that this dude is ready. Like when they get the guy at 20, they're already like, fuck, I wish he had learned this. You know what I mean? As a, as opposed to when they get a guy, if they could get a guy at 17, have him on the practice squad, say for three years, making, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars a year and then bring them up. They would love to do that shit. They, you know, they, they wish they could, but mm-hmm. you know, they, they won't reasonable. I mean, if they increased roster spots for that, ex- for that exact reason, like basically red shirting. Right. Yeah. And we're, see, and, and see why not? And the thing is, we're not talking about a lot of people. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? That's the thing that is so crazy about how corrupt college sports is. It, if you think about it, it would seem like, whoa, we're talking about like what? Half the players? We're talking about less than like maybe 3%. If that much. Yeah, like, like what? What? Uh, maybe for, for basketball, there's, uh, like maybe 60 dudes that get into the NBA every year. You yeah. know, um, for, and, now, and obviously all those guys won't make it. Like, Mm-mm. when you get to the down, like just down to dirty numbers, you're probably going to end up with 30 or less guys who actually play have meaningful long, minutes on an NBA team at, at some point. Have a longevity in their career. Right. And then when you get down to like football, football, you know what I mean? Like, you think about how big college rosters are, and then the number, like, even with all the rounds in the draft, so many of those motherfuckers get cut. You're probably not even talking about a lot of guys there. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, um, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us on <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Um, just search the Blackout Tips. Leave us a five star review on iTunes and Stitcher. If we like it, we promise we'll read it on the air. We love when you guys do that. The official weapon of the show is the taser. And the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Extreme. Oh, and today's podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Go to tweakedaudio.com, put in the code TBGWT, and you can get 33% off of some nice inner ear headphones. I use mine today. I uh, went to, uh, went shopping, uh, at the grocery store. Shout out to Publix. And uh had my earphones in, and I was listening to podcasts. I was listening to my man Chris Lambert on the Mundane Festival uh, podcast when he interviewed Brandy Brown, also a friend of the show. So, you know, um and meanwhile, you know, it was good because I'm an introvert anyway. People weren't talking to me. Uh They saw, my, <laughs> saw I had my headphones in. They were very polite. They were, oh, oh sir, it's paper and plastic, you know. It was very, <laughs> it was very cool. I didn't have to deal with any chit-chat. So, uh, you know, and my, my headphones still work. They were cheap. I got them, uh, not cheaply made, but they didn't cost me much. Um, and then they were, uh, 33% off and then they were free shipping. And they also, if anything ever happens, I got a lifetime guarantee. So join me, uh, people who hate small talk. Join me. I didn't want to talk about <laughs> the weather or the traffic or the what, ice cream on sale. Who makes the best, best brand of Talenti? We, we already, uh, I mean, of, uh, who makes the best, best brand of, uh, of, of uh, what is Talenti anyway? It's just like its own category of food. Anyway. <laughs> it's not gelatin. Yeah. We didn't have to talk about who makes the best gelato. I was just like, uh, picking my shit out and nobody, nobody bothered me, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love their Publix. That's off topic. I'm sorry. No, no problem. I, I love that place. And, uh, uh, and it was cool, man. So, 
Uh, and did you know, Karen, you can tell them not to walk you out. I didn't know that, but I love... Oh, you can? I didn't know that, because normally I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to do this. Maybe it was the magic of my headphones, but they did not try. I just looked at him and said, no. And then he said, okay. And I just picked my shit up and walked out. <laughs> normally, they didn't even ask. Normally when I have the... Wait, uh, what's going on what? well at Publix they walk you out like they'll carry your bags out push your, your buggy out and mm-hmm. everything and t- have a conversation with you and give you a coupon and all this shit and I hate that shit like I don't <laughs> I don't know you the transaction is over I gave you my money right can I please go put my shit in the car and then they're always like so man uh, this weather we're having uh, hey you born and raised in Charlotte I'm like what the fuck is up with the questions dog <laughs> like I can carry I can carry a soda to my car. I'm good, dude. So uh yeah, they didn't ask me today cuz I I have my I think it's cuz I have my headphones in. Yeah. I think they took it as a sign. I uh, I, I want to experience that actually. Yeah, you like, Yeah, I don't know. I'm I got Nobody's ever nice. Yeah, for gregarious people, I feel like it would be dope, but for me it I'm just like, really? We're we're doing this? I'm, yeah, expending- I'm talkative, so for me, it's not a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm expending energy on you. Like, I like going to Publix without Karen. Because <laughs> Karen, Karen would have talked to that dude. <laughs> yep. And then, oh, baby, yeah, you can help us. And I'm just like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> like, like, one time, I was trying to get in my car <laughs> so I could get on the road, and the dude was still talking. I'm like, dude, don't you have to get back to work? Like, <laughs> right. He's like, oh, I'm outside the store. Yeah, the shift is over, dude. I, I get it. You have another location, and the manager there is cool, and you know him. And it sounds like you were trying to hint that he's a black dude, and, and that y'all are friends, and, and that's nice. I got black <laughs> friends as well, but you need to get the fuck back into work. <laughs> anyway, um, this ad for Publix has been brought to you by Tweaked.io. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, I was eating something the other day. Uh, uh I microwaved some, um, they're like, not lean cuisine, but, oh no, it was lean cuisine. They have these, um, spring rolls. Spring and, um, rolls. Yeah, I microwaved them. And they have like, it's Thai chicken spring rolls. Mm-hmm. And you cook them for like two and a half minutes and then you take them out of the little hot pocket looking sleeve and you, you eat them like three at a time. How did they taste? Oh, they're great. I love them. They're, oh, they're like my oh, favorite one. Okay. Um, but I was thinking, I've never felt fatter. Even though it's linguine, I never feel fatter than when I eat food that I am too impatient to wait for it to cool all the way down. Like that that's the fattest you can be. Like I'm burning my mouth to eat the food. If I wait like one more minute, I will be fine. But it's like <laughs> it's like I play a guessing game of like, oh, maybe it'll be just cool enough to not give me third degree burns. <laughs> maybe second. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there, like, like, I can't even enjoy the fucking food, because I'm, like, biting, and I'm, like, trying to put air into my mouth, like, whoo, whoo, and, like, trying to drink water and shit, like, it's such a stupid, stupid thing to do, and it happens way too fucking often, like, it's it's gotta be next to Captain Crunch fucking your top of your mouth up, that, like, those two foods have to make you feel the fattest. Yeah, and I love them both. and pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm like that, but too. I think for me, the 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 only food that I'm like that with is the Krispy Kreme donuts. Cause if you, <laughs> cause if you let it get cold, I eat them cold. But when you eat them fresh out the um, hot now, like fresh out the grease, they like melt in your mouth almost like a like like cotton, and you can't you you can't duplicate it once it gets cool. Yeah. And so you fuck around and be done ate a whole dozen, but like what the fuck happened to it? Feel like I ate air. Yeah. And I'm happy. 
Yeah, that 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 hot food burn ratio. Like mm-hmm. someone needs to come up with like a instrument that you can stick in your food that'll be like, all right, too hot. Now, now you can eat it fat. So you know what I mean? Because <laughs> like. I don't pay any attention to that. Like, let it sit a minute in the microwave. I'm like, what? But it it, it, it rained. It dinged. Like, it, like, why doesn't microwaves already have that where it does two minutes, but it doesn't beep yet? Then it waits one more minute. Then it beeps. No, how about it beeps and just locks itself. I'm just gonna right. lock myself for a minute. I'll open up it after a minute. Right, and it should just have like uh the 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 robot voice like, calm down, fat ass. <laughs> It'll be ready in sixty seconds. Jesus Christ. 30 more seconds. You're right. still here. Go do something else. The fuck are you looking at? Do a lap. You I, know what I mean? Get out my window. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not eat pizza. I, I've, I've, oh my God. It's, it's a compulsion. If when I get pizza, it must be eaten. Yeah. It has to be eaten. Like no matter how hot it is. And it does ruin the entire experience when your mouth is on fire and skin's peeling like, off. Are you ever, <laughs> like, I'm eating pizza so hot. That I'm not enjoying it then, and then, and I know I won't enjoy any other food for at least a day. Well, I'm just right, like right because you won't be able to fucking taste it. Right, I'm like not only have I ruined this meal, but subsequent meals are being ruined, and I can't stop myself. It's it really is the fattest you're gonna ever feel, man. Um, I did watch the Theory of Everything the other day, and uh, I saw that uh, Redman won the Oscar, and I see why, man. He was great. But I I didn't I didn't I didn't see Method Man. Like what was Method Man, dog? Like you watched the whole like did he just leave that dude behind? You watched the whole fucking thing and Method Man, he just gotta chill out the whole time. You gotta go make music or something. That's ridiculous. Um all right, let's get to the news of the day. Um anybody heard anything about a frat today? <laughs> it's just I don't know. Kind of going around. I don't know if. Uh, anyway, I got myself in trouble on Facebook because I was like, "All frats need to go," and people were like, "Wait, all frats?" And I'm like, "Yes, mm. all of them." Yeah, that's the I thing. Heard. I'm. Did you? Were you, you went to, to college, John? Yeah, yeah. I did, went to Rutgers. Did you and, uh, um, pledge anything? No, no. My yeah. family is very anti-organizations. We're all basically loners and drifters. We don't like joining things. Yeah, I went to uh to black college. Um and I didn't go because I saw school days. I just didn't fucking, you know, like I like to <laughs> me, I just went to a school cuz I was like, "Oh, cool. Black people educating people and it don't cost much and it's in my, you know, it's in my 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 t- my state and uh I don't have to pay out of town and I'm getting a full ride and you know, like I had a bunch of reasons fraternities was not on my list at all. But I didn't realize that that was a huge reason for a lot of people who went. Um, and so I, I went there and I was thinking to myself, like, uh, the, like, I think the first week I was on campus, um, I was talking to a friend under this tree and these women like ran up on us and were like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, that's our tree. And I was like, who are they talking to? You know what I mean? Like, like something is wrong with those ladies. And, uh, they were like, get away from the tree. And the person I was talking to backed all the way up off. Like the police were coming up on us. And I was like, still standing there. Like those ladies are angry at someone. And they, they came up to me and they're like, did you not hear me? 
that's our tree. Get off of our tree. And I was like, how can this be your tree? This is a tree on the campus that I pay to go to or whatever. Like, you know, and they were like, no, it's see that right there. It says whatever sorority it was. It says blank. And this is our bench. You can't sit on that bench. And I was like, why the fuck did y'all put that here? It's right in the middle of campus. Like no one could know that unless they fucking know about these frats and shit. What I didn't know was I was like the only nigga on campus that didn't know about that shit. <laughs> so I was just like on the outs. Like I just never grew up thinking about that kind of shit. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't have any in my family. I don't, I don't have any in my family. I don't have any friends. Um, I'm a nerd. Like in Revenge of the Nerds, I would have been on their side. The frats <laughs> were always the enemy to me. Yeah. At all college, I worked on a paper at Rutgers called The Medium. And I, I constantly wrote about how terrible the frats are. I wrote this whole series of stories and the frat boys were the enemy. <laughs> yeah, my thing was that, like, I didn't, I didn't have really too much animosity towards fraternities. I just didn't care. And, uh, I felt like, to, to the large extent, it might have been better if I had animosity because then people would have been like, like, maybe you just hating or you're just jealous or something. But for me, I just had no, like, I, it seemed like a bunch of extracurricular shit that had no purpose to it. You know, it's like, you know, if you do this, then you get to go to these parties. I'm like, I fucking hate parties. You know, like, well, uh, if you, uh, do blank, then you get the, uh, you know, you learn the dances and we had a step show and you get to be on stage. And I'm like, but why would I want to do that? You know, so for me, I just didn't have the, the reverence for it. So, yeah. and, 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 and like I said, some of my, you know, uh, sweet maids, my best people I'm best friends with today pledged and shit. So it wasn't like, nigga, you pledging? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, it was just more like, I guess if that's some shit you want to do, but I would never do it, you know? So, yeah. you know, for me, I, I never really got the sense that, um, and I don't know. Do you have any brothers or sisters? My, this is the only reason I know about it. My brother mm -hmm. went to school down there. He went to Shaw. Okay. And okay. Um, he met his wife there and she's one of those things. I don't okay. know which one. Okay. But at the wedding, they had this ceremony and it was really serious. Like yeah. and me and all my family were like, I don't know what they're doing, but don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if, um, I wonder if part of it is cause I have a, a brother. I just never thought about it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I, I guess I just never really felt like I didn't belong as far as, uh, or maybe I felt like I didn't belong my whole life. So I never really thought, well, this will fix it or whatever. But, yeah. um, and then of course I had a couple run-ins with some dicks who were really hard into the fraternity. And that, yeah. that's really all it took. Like that was like the final star where I was like, Oh, I'll be damned if this nigga hit me. You know what I mean? Like that was really it. Where it was like, cause it was like, a, you know, I understand that there's going to be some hazing and shit, but yeah, it's like, I gotta get hazed by a nigga I like. Like, you can't be hazing me <laughs> and also talk shit about me before I even pledge. Like, fuck that. Like, one of those dudes later asked if I would pledge, and I was like, one, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that, right? Isn't that kinda against the rules? You're not supposed to recruit, but two, fuck no, you ain't hit me, nigga. I will knock your ass out. I don't like you now. Like, <laughs> like, like, you a hard basketball foul away from me hitting you as of today, if you start fucking hitting me with paddles and shit, nigga, I will beat the shit out of you. So I just never thought about it. So I guess for me, uh, they've never really felt like sacred 
things that you can't talk about or things that are above reproach. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I've never, I hate organizations that take themselves so seriously. You can't joke with somebody about their fraternity. Yeah. You can't, you can't ever come at it with less than reverence, exactly like you said. Yeah, I think I have uh, some people that I was friends with already that I can I have that kind of relationship with. Plus, they know I don't take pretty much anything serious. But, um, yeah, I, but in general, like, I just never really got into that whole life because it was just, it seemed way too serious for something that seems kind of silly and should be fun. It's like, why are y'all taking this so serious? Like, aren't you having fun? Like, but to me, I think, you know, when it comes to frats, the white frats do have all the fun, man. I mean, they got nigger songs, uh, <laughs> black, black face parties. Like, I mean, these dudes. Right. Yes. These guys are getting all the fun, they man. Sure, y'all niggas has done. Yeah. So, um, the Sigma Alpha Epsilon members and, um, by the way, um, like frat, black frats, I at least take somewhat serious. White frats, I don't take serious at all. And I, I like think- they don't even take their shit serious. Fuck you. I'm not taking your, like if a white person gets mad at me because I talk shit about their frat, I look at them like, uh, if a white person got upset that I use the N word, like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you gotta get the fuck out of here with this shit, dude. And and I and I and I think for me the thing about it is that the names, like, it's like the way it, the way their letters and stuff, it's just weird sounding. I'm not even gonna lie. Like you know how you have like standard letters. You go okay, I know this organization, this organization, but the way you were like Kappa Kappa Kappa. Yeah, what? Delta Delta Delta. Right. Yeah. You're like that makes no sense. What the hell does this stand for? Yeah, so, you know, I don't, I don't know, and I think it's because we didn't go to PWI, so we didn't have any on campus. That's true. But I think if we would have, we would know, but I don't have any fucking reverence for this shit. So, um, apparently, yeah. Apparently, yeah. like, I, a lot of my friends almost got beat up by one of the black frats, and um, it's hilarious, but then I think I pissed a bunch of them off, too, once. Black, I think I got protested by a black organization at school. Really? How now? How did that come about? Ah, uh, it was like I said. I was on this paper at school, and I didn't really write a lot of controversial stuff, but a lot of other people did. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got lumped in with them, and um, so they used to come after us a lot. And there was some argument about about slavery jokes, and I was like, I've heard really funny slavery jokes, and they didn't seem to agree. Mm. Um, that that was a thing. Yeah, I could see that. Mean. I mean, also, I feel like if I went to a PWI, I could see why I would join a um uh, a black frat because, like, for the socialization of it, maybe, like, maybe, see, maybe I would thing. feel I could... differently there. But I don't know. I don't know because I had I didn't do it. I imagine I wouldn't do it anyway. But I could, like, I could see it more of an argument that way. But I, I doubt I would do it no matter what the circumstance was. I, I I understand. See, I understand that. But if I had kids, I wouldn't send them to a black school because <laughs> you're going to oh, have Lord. to deal with white people. They're out there. You're, you can't be <laughs> sectors to me. Well, here's a, gotta, here's oh, the thing. Lord. Yeah, here's the thing. Let me, let me, let me stop right, that right now. Correct. Come uh, on now. Number one, number one, your kid will only have four to five years of this experience, right? So it's kind of like if you sent your daughter to an all-women's college. 
it's not like women will men will cease to exist for five years right? right and ain't like they won't interact with them while they're going through the experience right so you'll get that um like internships uh your summers um life in general all the years before you go to school all the years after you're out of school you'll forget that shit yeah you'll you'll have the you'll have that experience as to dealing with someone different than you second of all uh historically black colleges are not majority black Mm-mm. a lot of them actually uh black is still a minority at those schools yes they are um it's not like they say white people can't get in and <laughs> right like I, like that's the worst thing about school days that people are just like obviously no white people go there it's like no yeah they, they're, no. they're there it's a lot of them there and and honestly uh a lot of white people qualify for um scholarships, for scholarships because yeah. they you know because of the way the structure is set up right so so you still have white people there um you know even some of your instructors sometimes stuff like that um the other thing is um the school is still teaching you that you're gonna go out into a predominantly white world (laughs) you can't have from that so it's not like they're teaching you like you know like all right guys turn to the first chapter of um of accounting 101 now first of all these crackers need to (laughs) learn that the pure black man, like it's not like can't take cloth. Yeah, we don't like we don't learn the black way. You just it's like the same shit. But the I think one of the things that strengthens you is that you do have, uh, or at least for me, I can't speak for everybody, is that culturally you learn that black culture isn't less than or uh, something that should be hidden mm-hmm. or something you shouldn't be proud of or something you should diminish in order to succeed. It's kind of like, no, you can believe in yourself. You can get by on the merits of your work because you can't pull the, I'm the only black guy. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, don't you feel bad for me? Give me an A. Like, were like, nope. Yeah. So, so like, it just kind of is like school with more black people, but it's not school with exclusively black people. So I would just throw that out there. I literally have no idea about well, about a black college. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, it happens a lot black. because I yeah. think most people haven't considered it and mm-hmm. then the idea in their mind is like this weird spike lee school days like and come on spike lee made school days okay <laughs> like like that's like saying spike lee was he he figured out dating or you know what i mean like obviously dating a black woman is like what spike lee thinks is like like no uh, playing playing jazz is what spike lee says playing jazz is like nah it's you know, I, I would say if you have a black kid and um, you, uh, you know, they're considering schools, take a take a campus visit, see what it's like. Maybe they'll like it, maybe they won't. I'm not saying that uh, that is for everybody, but because yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like you can walk on campus and it's gonna be like black power fist and fucking. You know, white people in chains and shit. It's not. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's just. It's, it's not, not like that. Think, but I think a lot of people have these. Uh, I guess <laughs> assumptions because they just don't know. Well, you know what a big problem is, Karen. The fucking the, the Twitter debates. I like. I saw people doing it again yesterday, and I was because like some people that went to HBCUs were doing this. Well, you know the racism from these white frats. That's why black people should feel ashamed to go to these schools. As if, Mm-mm. as if this was their comeuppance for not going to a black. Like you deserve racism. Is that what you're saying? Like that's wow. a fucking that's really callous and fucked up point to make to someone, right? Right. It's not like because you went to an HBCU, you'll never experience racism. racism. So like you got to stop that bullshit, right? Then the the other part is 
they start talking in these absolutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, at a black school, I mean, how you going to learn to talk to white people? It's like, what? We speak English. We don't go to Wakanda to have school. Right. And, and then, and then with the other shit is like, oh, at a PWI, how you even going to get to class when the white man's riding your back? Like, calm down, everybody. It's just school. No matter if you right. went to, if you went to a fucking Jewish school, I, no one would go, but how are you going to deal with normal people? Like, we would just be like, oh, you went to a Jewish school. You're Jewish. All boys, all females. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all men. Uh, uh, we have a Native American uh, university here in North Carolina. You know, like, we would never allege Native American people wouldn't right. be able to deal with it. But, but I really feel like Twitter just muddles the discourse to these extremes that are just so fucking. It's, it's just insulting yeah, to everyone involved. Right. It's all absolutes. There are only absolutes on Twitter. Yeah, I, I told some. I put, I tweeted that uh, I'm. I went to an HBCU and I majored in staying out of the HBCU versus PWI uh, debate. And uh, uh, somebody was like, "I got my master's in that." Like, fuck that, man. Like, <laughs> because it's a dumb, it's a dumb, idiotic argument, and for people to act like. And I think a lot of it is. A lot of people just feel like HBCUs are less than. So yeah. people that go to HBCUs feel like, well, why is my education less than? They, but I just, they don't um, downgrade the standards. As, as long as it's an accredited university, we all have to take the same goddamn classes. Yeah. This yeah. is crazy. But um, My brother had really bad experiences with, with, with his tools because he, he had to go back and forth because they, one, closed, I think, on mm. him. Um, but I didn't. I didn't associate that with being HBCU. It's just that it, they were. They well, were bad they're mostly they're mostly small schools, right. which is extremely yeah, and they hard. Have, they're having problems with funding, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, and I think there's some legit criticisms of HBCUs that do. But I think most people wouldn't know them unless they went there. But right. uh, one, I think culturally they can be a bit conservative because, as you you would think, black people would be way more progressive. But I feel like, mm-hmm. especially the southern, some of the southern schools are mm-hmm. very very conservative and like, very religious. Yeah, religiously conservative, like. Hey man, cut out all the fucking and drinking. And you're like, but this is college. And I'm like, nope. You know, <laughs> like, uh, and then the other thing is, uh, and this is just something that I've heard and experienced, which is, uh, financial aid is too, like, I should not have to sweat about my financial aid. If I'm on a scholarship and I do all my paperwork, there should never be a point where I'm like, I hope they get that thing in my Friday or I might have to come off a thousand dollars. Like, right. I should only have to focus on my schoolwork and, far too often does it fall through the cracks where you end up worried about that kind of shit like i want to say three out of my five years i was worried about like oh no my financial aid they're saying that the paper don't go through on time or something and it did go through on time every time it worked out every time but still i should never have to sweat about that i should be able to do all the stuff you told me to do and get you know get everything taken care of and uh, never have to worry about anything other than when my refund checks coming. Right. right. So, uh, yeah. that would be my thing. I didn't even, by the way, those are the, the first problem I knew was like the, the cultural thing I knew was a, like a different in every school. Uh, I was like, you know, it's like going to almost a religious university, but the fucking financial aid shit, nigga, when I found out other schools ain't go through that, I was looking at, man, I was looking like Webay and motherfucking the wire, like, what you mean you get your refund check before school starts? Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> How, Sway? I get mine in week 12, dude. I get my shit, like, school about to be over, and then they're like, 
i guess you can have this couple thousand dollars i'm like oh i would have loved to have eaten this semester but thank you i'll put it towards a good cause right oh man anyway all right the only reason i wouldn't go to a hbcu because i i guess i thought about it it was because it's not a it's just because i'm a weirdo and Mm. there was a bigger chance for me to fit in at Rutgers because there were more weirdos it's just a bigger well i'll tell you this too though here's another great thing about hbcus you get to find out that being black and weird isn't exclusive to you. Ain't that the truth? Because, like, that was yeah. my thing is I didn't know black people that were into the shit I was into until I got to college. Then it's like, oh, wait a minute, dog. You you fucking collect all the Marvel comic books? Right. You watch Dragon Ball Z, too? Yeah. Like, I remember. And that's the other thing that was crazy is, like, I remember we used to have Dragon Ball Z watching parties. Mm-hmm. And if you if I would not have gone to HBCU. I would have been walking around like, look, niggas do not watch anime. So that's just, you know, like, that's just what it is. I mean, I hang out with the white people that watch anime because that's who I got to hang out with. But once I went to an HBCU and we have like a dorm room, standing room only every <laughs> night for Toonami for an hour when they were showing the yeah. back-to-back Dragon Ball oh, Z geez. during the Freezer saga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and you got big, brolic, like football niggas. You got motherfucking like uh head of the class nerd niggas. You got like frat. You got every kind of black person in there. And it's that kind of experience that I think I take for granted sometimes um as a black person. I think a lot of the confidence I gain from that and like seeing that cornucopia of different types of black right. all like succeed on the merit of their work or mm-hmm. fail on, on the, the merit of their work. Right. Um one of the things that really empowered me, like, I think I wouldn't own my own business if I hadn't have realized, like, yeah, we can be and do anything we want. Like, no one in this room is less black right now for having watched it or partaking in any of this. We all enjoy this together. We're all having fucking, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, we're all having like Goku versus Vegeta conversations in the cafeteria. And those are conversations I just never got at any other point in my life exclusively with you know black people because i didn't really you know i didn't have those opportunities you know what i mean so like i learned a lot about myself but i learned a lot about my race there too and that like that was definitely one of the things like i before i went there i felt like well i'm the black kid that reads comic books you know what i'm saying before because i just didn't know any other black kids that really were into that shit like me and then by the time i left university i was like no nah, man niggas read comic books of course mm-hmm. you know what i mean so I, I you know i feel like black twitter's doing that a lot for a lot of people like they don't realize it yeah. but a lot of that social networking where i know chris and chris is a movie buff comic book buff i know you you're a comic book guy movie guy um you know i know a lot of people and it's and that twitter's kind of giving us without people really realizing it right that black school experience culturally of oh no 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 there's all kinds of black people you name the shit somebody somebody black is into it and you're not alone as opposed to back in the day where you just felt like i'm the black guy at the blank table you know what i mean so i think that's why twitter has a much bigger um black people have a much bigger presence on twitter than in the population Right. Like our presence on Twitter is bigger than our proportion of the population. Right. Yeah. Probably for that exact reason, because of people finding other black people that they never, you know, didn't know in real life. 
Yeah. Yeah. To, and and to me, uh, I I personally think when it comes to Twitter, Twitter is for a lot of black people. And I've said it before and I continue to say it's the only place of freedom that some black people have because a lot of black people feel so trapped in their basically every day to day life, constantly being scrutinized, constantly being challenged, constantly dealing with racism, constantly dealing with sexism or whatever it may be. And Twitter is their place where they can go and just be themselves. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I mean, like, like I said, this is not a shot at any predominantly white institution. Oh, no, no. Um, just telling people that, you know, uh, HBCUs are definitely an option and I don't think you should need to do it out of some like racial loyalty. I really just am telling people that I had a really good experience there Mm -hmm. and, uh, Karen went there. She had a really good experience there and it definitely helped make me the man I am today. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I would never, uh, dismiss it just totally because I feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that can benefit from it. Not, not, not saying it's for everybody. Just like Ohio State's yeah. not for everybody. You know what I mean? Or, or Duke's my not brother, for everybody. My brother went. My brother went to Shaw. He met his wife there, perfectly happy with his decision. My cousin, right. who's the same age as him, went to Rutgers, perfectly happy with it. Happy right. With it. Exactly. Exactly. I just you wanted. Exactly. Right. I just want. I just want black people to be happy. That's it. I don't really give a fuck about the rest. Like. Wherever you go, man, I just hope you have a good experience, dude, because, you know, statistically, we graduate at a higher rate slightly from historically black universities, mm-hmm. which I think has to do a lot with the stress and shit socially of having to fit in at PWIs and whatnot. There's a little more work uh, involved in your like when you have to work culturally, I think some of that probably comes out of your work uh, yeah. academically as well. But at the same time. You get a degree, you get a degree, baby. That's like, that's the game. The game is the degree. The rest of the shit is, you know, is bullshit. So, you know, and you, and I've, and I've met and seen, uh, black people that washed out at HBCUs too, where it was just like, you know, they just felt like something was missing for them. And it's like, all right, you know, hopefully they find the fit, whatever. I'm, I'm rooting for everybody to find that fit. Now let's talk about these racist ass white people. Oh, Lord. Um, (laughs) First things first, uh, we know that the, the university got banned. Uh, I mean, the, 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 frat, <laughs> the university got banned. God damn. <laughs> yeah. The whole university. Now, the frat got banned from the University of Oklahoma campus. They got a letter that's like, you got 24 hours to get the fuck off campus and out of this house. Well, they have a black chef who. <laughs> Hi, chef. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kids. Uh, who's unemployed now. <laughs> oh, because he cooks for them? Yeah, he cooks for them. <laughs> oh, uh, and I think oh, oh. everybody's uh, they was eating good. Yeah, I think <laughs> in everybody's haste to uh, get justice, they may have accidentally gotten this man out of a job. Uh, so I don't know who he's gonna serve his uh, chocolate salty balls to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, how many you think he ever got tired of that joke? You know he got that joke. You know the white time. boys was giving him all <laughs> little children. Yeah, <laughs> little children. <laughs> called them all children, yeah. whether they were individual or in groups. Yeah, <laughs> they made them sing the, the chocolate softy ball song and shit every 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 Christmas or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, chef, go ahead and get it. It's that time of the year. <laughs> feel like only only me and the four people that bought this album 
know about the song. <laughs> two tablespoons of cinnamon and two or three egg whites. Oh, shit. A half a stick of butter melted. Now melted. Stick it all in a bowl, baby. Stir it with a wooden spoon. Mix in a cup of flour. You'll be in heaven soon. <laughs> Say, everybody ever seen my balls? They're big and salty and brown. If you ever need a quick, pick me up. Just stick my balls in your mouth. Ooh, suck on my chocolate salty balls. Put them in your mouth and suck them. <laughs> Suck on my chocolate salted balls. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> had to hear that song real quick. That poor man. So he ended up losing his job because they fucking up. Yeah, so they started a um, like crowdfunding site where they raised thirty four thousand dollars. Good, cause it ain't his fault. Yeah, they helped him. They had hoped to raise 50000 by the end of the month, but it's already up to 34000 in, in less than a day. God damn. Yeah, what if he gets rich off this? <laughs> like, oh, man. He's like, ah, oh, thank God for the racism. Yeah, he'll be like, I never heard him say nothing racist around me, but Ooh. thank God for this $30,000. You know, them crackers was racist, kids. Let me get my money. But uh, I'm happy for him. His name is Howard Dixon. He probably cooked breakfast, lunch, and dinner for them boys. <laughs> probably did. I didn't know that was a thing. Their own chefs. I'm pretty sure all the frats of my school had to eat in the dining halls with the rest of us. I know. Yeah, I know yeah. the. Uh, yeah, because for the larger universities, they actually have homes. Like a lot of these homes off campus. Well, they probably so rich. Right, and so like, they probably they got, can afford it. Like that's the thing. If Alumni you not give back, if you're white, and the people who birth you were racist, you probably rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like if they were like real hardcore, like own niggas races, you doing good. You know what I mean? Like if they was just like poor hating niggas from a distance living on that side of town races, then okay, maybe, you know, but you're probably not in college either. You know what I'm saying? But if you're in college benefiting from years of institutionalized racism, yeah, you could probably afford your own black slate, uh, chef. Yeah, in the chat room, they were saying they have, um. What do you slip? yeah. By the way, uh, someone was arguing with me on Twitter and they were like, I was in SAE at a different university and I had, we had black frat members. So don't say all of us are racist. I was like, one, I didn't say all of y'all are racist, but two, since he replied with that stupid ass assumption that somehow, I didn't know how to use my words and was implying they were all racist. I just replied back, don't you mean slaves? He was very upset. <laughs> oh, Lord. Fuck it, man. I don't play on Twitter, man. I hate when I'm fucking making a, a, a salient point, point right. and you come in with some tangent making it personal about your ass. So you want to be personal? Then just make it personal. You a slave owner. Now what? Yeah, that's what you wanted me to say. D. Palm was right. You and Chris have the worst followers you, Chris, and Elon have the worst followers on Twitter. The absolute, uh, like, I don't even want to be popular on Twitter. I'm sitting mm-hmm. here good with my 1500. Like, dude, when I get mad, I, it's sad because when I get mad, I shoot friend to foe a like sometimes if they're, <laughs> if they're being stupid. Like, a couple people came in and they were like, well, honestly, this kind of racism starts before you even get on campus to even say that chant. And I was like, 
but i'm talking about the frat right now right i never said the frat turned the niggas racist i just said they racist it's a racist ass frat like it's just racist they was just like yeah man but what i'm trying to say is and i was just like you know what man stop is there's too many agendas in my timeline right now right. i don't want to argue with you Mm-mm. i you know i get your point but it's completely a, a mm. on a different tangent mm. than what i want to talk about right and the dude was like welcome to block your homer i was like so you blocking me now like that was th- what you got from me saying that this was getting confusing all right this is why i just normally call people racist and slave owners and shit and just walk away from it Karen, were you going to say something? I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm going to say, I'll find out in the chat room. Not only do they have cooks, they have housekeepers too. Of course. Oh, yeah. I, you know, they heard some shit. I hope they, one of them, I wish, I bet the recordings that they got, wait till them come out. Oh, oh them people that lost their jobs too. They, oh, they're like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Man. They about to be like. This would be a great show. This would be, this would be like the the modern version of Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> with, with black servants. This, this is, I would watch this. Video video's gonna surface of them like riding their housekeepers with saddles in a race out back. <laughs> like just these motherfuckers is racist, dog. Um so there's a ton of articles about it. I'm gonna try to scan through which ones. A new twist occurred, um, because there's a uh they have a house mom um who oh, she lost her job too then? Well, a house mom, I don't know that, I don't know that they have a job per se. I don't know what, if they get paid for that or what. She was known as Mom B. She's, uh, Butin Gilbo, which, I mean, honestly. That sounds like a racing horse. (laughs) Butin Gilbo sounds like somebody from the Lord of the Rings, right? Yes, I would like to put 500 down on that horse. Yeah. That was Boss Hog's mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like if a if a, if an old lady's name could have racism in it, that's that's one of them. Right, old lady. <clears throat> like let's just name her <clears throat> Antebellum South. Like her name should be named Antebellum. <laughs> but um, her name she went by Mom B, also known as the House Mother. She was seventy eight years old, hanging around with these frat dudes. With these children. These children. Um, <laughs> what kind of person dedicates their life to that? By the way, like. Is that what people are doing now? Like, do I, I know they pay well? And you ain't got to go on Social Security. Like, what's what's going on in your life when you're like, all right, I'm 78, time to go hang around drunk ass racist white boys. That's that's my calling. <laughs> Don't want to be with my grandbabies. Um, so yeah, she um said that she hadn't seen anybody using a racial slur or some shit like that, and then she cried on TV um, because of it. But uh, then a video came out of her actually saying it. hours later. Right, I, said, I don't believe you, ma'am. So, you know what? She'd have been better off not saying nothing. because. <laughs> but by the way, this is why black Twitter better than CSI. Oh, they'll find you. <laughs> like why we don't have CSI black Twitter yet, I don't know. But that shit should be a show. And it should be over in like instead of an hour, it should take 30 minutes. Because they get your ass immediately out of the paint. Like, I'm afraid to piss black Twitter off, man. They'll come up with some shit I don't even know. I don't remember doing. Well, I'll be like, you know what, man? Uh, y'all need to stop putting y'all hands on y'all woman. They'd be like, exclusive tape of Rod hitting Karen comes out. Like, when the fuck did this happen? I'm like, when did you hit me? Right. They're like, uh, he was asleep one night and he had a night terror. He hit you and, uh, that motherfucker is gone. 
he is gone podcast gone <laughs> we taking your show everything twitter <laughs> deleted everything gone in in seconds right because you were fucking with the wrong ones <laughs> so uh she came out like i said she cried when they first brought it up said um she was uh she you know she was very disappointed um Sometimes you need to be she said i heard the words unbelievable that's not s-a-e because of the video, uh, the house was ordered closed. She lived there for 15 years in the back of the house. Right. I told you she probably made a living. <coughs> her money gone. How many hand jobs did she have to give? 15 years. <laughs> Over the, the course of years. You know she did. Yeah. Um, That's the hazing. You got to get a, you yeah. gotta get a handy J from the house mother. Go on back there to Gilbo, man. Get you a hand job. Then you're one of the brothers. Um <laughs> So she says, this has been my family. I can't imagine tomorrow. She says she was very disappointed, very ashamed and embarrassed. Um, so um, she said somebody should have. Uh, well, no, no, no. That was a different dude that said someone should have stood up and said, hey, we should not say this. Um, so then uh, this video came out and I'll play the vine for you guys. This is her at a party. Uh, matter of fact, I think. I wonder if I can link the vine to the to the actual recast. I think she probably think it works that way. 15 years. She literally been partying with it for 15 years. Hell yeah. She's been partying with them for 15 years. All right. So y'all can hit play yourselves, but I'll play it too. So as you can hear, <laughs> apparently the N word has been uttered. Not only before, but by her. Mm -hmm. She surprised herself. She is shocked. And appalled. By the way, if another motherfucker asks me, am I shocked? Why are you shocked, Rod? Hey, man, first of all, go fuck yourself. How about that? (laughs) I'm not shocked and I'm not very surprised as far as like, like I'm not like my heart didn't jump out of my chest. Like, I can't believe this will happen in America. That's but but I do have the right to tell these people to go fuck themselves and to not be pleased with it. The other thing is, if I wasn't shocked, that would basically mean that I think the absolute worst of all white people. Just all white people are just racist all the time secretly. And And I don't think that guy surprise the fucking prize. I know I give white people the fucking benefit of the doubt on an individual level. I'm sorry, but that's the way I operate my life. I don't want to live a life of all white people hate me and are racist against me mm-hmm. until proven otherwise. I understand some people chose to live their life that way, but me personally, I'm going to always be appalled at that kind of shit. I'm always going to be appalled uh, when a fucking cop shoots a black person. I'm never going to be numb to that. Right. So get just don't fuck with me then. You know what I mean? Right. But don't, what you don't need to do is ask me if I'm shocked or surprised. I, I, I Yes, I'm, I'm shocked and surprised now. Now leave me alone. Right, Asshole. and I did, there's nothing wrong with that. And I know the poor white people going, oh, man, I'm not racist, but damn, lady. Yeah, and this, and by the way, dudes in the frat that were like, I feel like, a, one dude was like, I feel like a, my man Rick Muscles on Twitter, he's like, I feel like I'm being mocked for letting, because all the work I did to get black people into my frat at SAE at a different campus. And I said, who's mocking you? And he never, <laughs> he, he, it's been about seven hours. No response. There's 16 days. Uh, nobody personally is mocking any one member of the fr- uh, fraternity. No. Because uh, my point is, and this is, and this is the, I guess, to get to the bigger point topic of the show, I guess, um, 
I went and did a Wikipedia for, I just put in like successful members of SAU this morning. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just thinking, like, I just had this idea randomly and I hadn't really seen anybody else talk about it. I was like, wait a minute. We know that th- this, like that chant, the nigger chant, that's been around. Like I oh, can tell yeah. right away that wasn't like, Hey, we learned this today. Mm-mm. That's like that, something they've been doing for a long generation to generation. Yeah. And fraternities are all about passing down shit, right? Now, they've had many, many other incidents of racist shit. Like, to just go about a few. Cincinnati, uh, February 10th, 2015, um, the, their fraternity was barred, banned from the University of Cincinnati because they had a racist party. Oh. Yeah, they suspended a, that, a fraternity that celebrated Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday with a racially demeaning party, putting blacks on campus and in the city uh, to say that that isn't. Uh, but but blacks on campus and in the city say that that was not enough. They also want to expel Sigma Alpha Epsilon fraternity, and they want the fraternity national office to revoke the chapter's charter. Um, President Henry Winkler today ordered a two-year suspension. This action effectively immediately bars the frat from using the university's name or facilities and from joining in major student activities such as homecoming. Uh, they're required to come up with a plan with the pres- that the president believes will contribute to their awareness of the wrong they have done. Um, you know, of course, the NAACP is like, yeah, that's just a slap on the wrist. Right. Uh, they, ha- they had the Martin Luther King Day trash party or drinking bout it was sponsored by approximately 100 chapter members of the off-campus fraternity house on sunday january 17th uh the night before honoring the slain civil rights leader this kind of incident just shouldn't be going on in a progressive university said angeline jameson the university's united association of black faculty and staff and i think me personally i think a lot of this shit has been happening for years and decades and and probably centuries it's just one of these things with social media and facebook and twitter like all of a sudden that your actions are becoming more public so now it's a problem right so you know that was an incident that's not the oklahoma chapter you know um washington university in st louis had to suspend them for alleged alleged uh uh, racist pledge activity. Oh. Yeah. There was another, there was a, um, black dude who pledged who apparently, um, people were saying he died from overdosing on, on getting too drunk, right? And they were like, yeah, they probably pledged him harder than the other people, so he ended up fucking dying. Um, and you know, part of the pledging activity was they tied him up and shit like that. Um, but you know, obviously, no way to prove that it's cause he's black. But, um, yeah, the, uh, Washington University in St. Louis, Sigma Alpha Epsilon chapter suspended for alleged racist pledge, pledge activity. Uh, they were suspended for an incident involving pledges who allegedly slant, sang racial slurs to African American students. Um, like, like this isn't just one thing, guys. It's not just one mm-hmm. chapter. It's not just one incident. And these are just like the latest in the last couple of years. You telling me if we go all the way back, we won't find more? You telling me we won't find more dog? Like, um, also in the Oklahoma, at the, uh, at the University of Texas, um, they had a fraternity that banned people from, uh, seeing, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, they, they were under fire for racist party allegedly that forbidden interracial dating, Mexicans, and faggotry. Oh. Misspelled. Mm hmm. Faggotry, F A G E T R Y. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like poetry, apparently. But 
faggotry. Um, yeah, uh, they are the fraternity president, uh, Phi Gamma Delta, known as the Fiji House. Um, they apologized last month after members and guests wore stereotypical Mexican costumes to a Western themed annual Fiji Marshals party. Um, so yeah, just frats doing racist shit. So, like I said, I go and I'm like, um, let me go look up uh some of these motherfucking um incidents you know let's look at let's look at who 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 graduated out of this who who made some moves out of this um they have people in literature william faulkner walker percy uh john jakes they have music um nick lachey um uh rudy valley valley um joshua radin um john park you know just a couple couple people um jimmy dune uh media entertainment they got people um you know they got fred savage by the way i was like what uh sam elliott um then we get the business you got people all throughout business that you know are uh financers philanthropists um president of, of universities right uh education you got people all throughout the education system the president, William McKinley, was one, 25th president of the United States. You have people in the Senate. Max Bach is right now, is, is, is you know, a former member. Um, House of Representatives, you got people from there. Governors, not all Republicans either. Some of these guys are Democrats. Um, mayors, uh, go- other government officials, science, sports, baseball, football, golf, tennis. Here's my point. You can't write this type of pervasive racist behavior off as it's just some frat boys Mm-mm. when they're not going to be just some frat boys for the rest of their fucking life. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And if this is the mentality that they carry with them, this tradition of let's keep the niggers out. But I expect these guys who are going to go on and become decision makers in some of these fields as whether it's sports, whether it's uh, media, whether it's science, government, government these are places where I personally root for diversity and progress. And these guys are chanting about niggers. Right. Now it doesn't, now somebody was like, well, Rod, are you trying to say all these guys are racist? I didn't say that here. I have no problem with saying that. Uh, let's say, um, most of these guys aren't racist. Um, just do me a favor and point out the racist ones guys. And I'll just only talk about them. So anybody want to go through the list and give me just the people who are racist on the list? All right. Oh, oh, we can't tell, right? So now I got to err on the side of caution because I don't know if you guys know this, but newsflash, I'm fucking black. So I don't have the luxury of being able to go. Yeah, I'll just assume none of them are racist. I don't hear any of these motherfuckers coming out and admonishing the frat for this right coming out and saying i'm a member i we didn't do this this is some bullshit nobody is publicly coming out and speaking yeah like you could Not just one right like nick lachey couldn't take the time to be like yeah that was terrible i would never do some shit like this and uh this is ridiculous and I don't know if they're not coming out because of, of suddenly tmz will be popping up with a video of nick lachey right or what all i know is these motherfuckers are quiet as church mice right now Hoping this shit will pass. Yeah. Barry Switzer, uh, who's an honorary SAE, he went on uh, the radio and said, um, well, I mean, uh, they're really not 
I mean, just a couple guys on the bus that were doing the chant. The, the, why would you kick the whole organization off the campus? And I, it was funny because I predicted earlier because people were like, so you trying to say everybody in the frat is, 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 is racist? I said, no, I didn't say that. I said, but watch this. Eventually y'all going to be, cause y'all were like, just that chapter's racist. I was like, before the fucking day is over, some of y'all are going to be like, can we even say that chapter's racist? I mean, even the ones who were singing the song, maybe they were just singing it to go along with the ones that were racist, but they weren't racist, but they didn't want to look like they weren't racist. I was like, yeah, I don't have time for the meta levels of bullshit. Right. You racist, dog. I don't have time. Like, uh, you should have stood up then. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like if I'm in the room while motherfuckers is raping people and then I'm like, hey man, all I said was raper. I ain't like put my dick in. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't get a citizen of the year award, you motherfucker. You sure don't. You can go too. You can go to jail too. Like, I, I'm sick of that shit, man. So yeah, Barry Switzer's already giving them cover. Um, a couple of the, two of the dudes got suspended. They got, they got kicked out, guys. So, uh, they got kicked out of the Oklahoma, uh, university. Fruit with a kiss. Yeah, two of them. Right, where they can go on to other universities and proceed on with the rest of their lives. Well, they must be really, really loud. Cause I swear it sounded like those two were a bus full of white dudes. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was something about the harmonizing. Maybe it's like Joe to see where only two niggas was really singing, but it felt like all it might four. Might have been a barbershop barber quartet. Yeah, I don't know. They were really good though. And those dudes are uh, only two of them though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they background singers. Yeah, it's like row, row, row your boat, but two dudes. Um, so yeah, two of them got kicked out. Good for them. The crazy thing about this is that, like, it's not like, yeah, it's it's everywhere, but nowhere. Like, you can't, you can pretty, you'd be pretty much sure it is every at every school, but it's really hard to like figure out who and what. And it's not just the racism; like, it's the sexual assault too. Right. Like these these places are hotbeds of sexual assault, and it's almost it's almost like, oh, they're racist too. Like, it's. And even How if you bad can they, are they trying to cover all the asshole bases? And even if you like tell someone, like honestly, dude, you can look at this video, and there's still people like, yeah, but I mean, are we sure they're racist? You know what I mean? Like, I like I really feel like I could take some of these people back in a time machine to the 1800s, and we could watch a dude with a whip be like, "Nigger, pick that cotton." Whoosh, whoosh. And then I'll be like, man, that's pretty racist. And they'd be like, uh. Yeah, don't people kiss my ass. Do, Are we do sure I, that slavery do, is racist? Do, or? Right. Do, do I have to be hanging by a noose and you would still find a way to legitimize that? Get out of here. Yeah, I just feel like that's where we're at right now, where it's just like, well, apparently nothing's racist, guys. Right. Like, just nothing. Yeah. You know, like, we're, we're all black people are crazy. We've all lost our fucking minds. And. Every, uh, we're just seeing racism everywhere. I don't know what's wrong with us. Everywhere. Um, but yeah, so, uh, black students at the University of Oklahoma are urging for a change after the racist video. Good luck with that one. Right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You have to change what school you go to more than likely, man. I hope y'all get it worked out, but I'm, That's I'm gonna you, take I, a long, hard battle. This ain't gonna be another semester or two. This is gonna take years. I couldn't even say that racism was a problem because you don't know which one of these influential white dudes 
that were on the wikipedia page may have come from this culture i couldn't even say that guys now y'all really want them to kick out like real white people Mm-mm. i don't know guys but uh you know they can't even go to oklahoma's rival because because they uh texas had some some same kind of thing going on Mm-hmm. yeah what are you supposed to do it's like, oh we're gonna go to texas nope now nah, we racist here too dog so <laughs> um yeah i don't know Keep yeah they put post-it notes on the on who's it OU unheard uh on a video they put post-it notes about racism um on uh OU unheard which what is what is OU unheard is this like a uh school newspaper or something um let me see oh it's uh widespread detention by OU unheard which is an alliance of black students aiming to create change for minority students on campus um so they wouldn't put post-it notes about the racism and shit all on the wall uh and door of this office and let me show you what this shit looks like um <laughs> like this shit looks like uh some beautiful mind shit they they there's this many post-it notes on this shit um like this all on the wall everything like some racist shit had happened to me too it's like, it's like you're gonna read this today right chicken day gotta be on sunday word by the way who who's the petty person that put a couple on there that didn't wasn't that racist right <laughs> white girl was looking at me funny i don't know could have been my hair i don't know all right it count yeah it does shout out mind. to the person that put the highest one right just to, like y'all gonna have to reach up and get this one right he, they already know that's they, the, they, that's a nigga on the basketball team they already know him right because can't nobody else reach that high right the lamont was that you um but yeah so uh black students is tired of that shit we'll see what happens um keep fighting y'all yeah good luck man like mm-hmm. i don't think like that's the thing all the assholes who are on twitter like i went to a hbcu and i ain't had to deal with this and if y'all wouldn't have went y'all wouldn't have to deal with this listen i love love when marginalized people don't run and they fight for the place that they're at to change because that's what change is about you cannot shame people out of change like that takes way more bravery than being like fuck it i quit i'm out so shout out to them man anybody that's trying to take their campus back and be like y'all motherfuckers gonna respect us I have nothing but the highest fucking um, uh, praise for you guys. Right, because that's a long, long, long battle. Yeah. On a larger scale, that's what I feel like where people are like, oh, you like America? You're, you're patriotic? I'm like, first of all, where am I going to go? Right. Second of all, black people have way too much invested in this place. Yeah, to- I'm, I'm American. We I'm built American. it. Yeah, we we built this shit. No, you can't just have it. I'm not leaving. Right, and, you leave. Right, and, <laughs> and and what's so idiotic? People act like you can't love the country and criticize it at the same motherfucking time. Right, and we have the ability. Yeah, I'm staying. You got y'all. I ain't going nowhere. Y'all get the fuck out. I'm not going nowhere. Yeah, you talking about make the change? She kiss my ass. I will sit right here. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, man. I'm not from Africa. I have nowhere to go back to. Yeah, I, matter of fact, I'm gonna get an African medallion. But inside the African medallion, it's going to have an American flag. That's what I want. So motherfuckers <laughs> can be confused. I want people looking at my shit like, what the fuck, nigga? Pick a side. I'm like, no. 
This my shit. Listen to a rapper the other day, man, and in the rap, the nigga was like, yeah, we need to go back to Africa and then like start building there and take our home back. And I was like, you do know African people live there, right? You can't just come over there. Right. They got laws and rules and regulations and, and we're African. We're Americans to them. We're, we're not right. Africans. You can't go over there and just pick a plot, motherfucker. They're not just. That's probably the most American thing you could possibly do. Right. And he said Africa, not <laughs> Uganda. <laughs> Yeah, not South Africa, not Liberia. He right. didn't say a country in the Africa, whole continent. Just land in Africa and be like, "This part of the Sahara is mine." Now, y'all niggas, get off of it. You know this mine. <laughs> Who are you? I'm from America, the Johnson tribe. Now leave. <laughs> Don't work like that, God. sir. Niggas so stupid. Anyway, <laughs> um, speaking of stupid people, uh, some R and B people got in trouble lately. Oh shit. R&B diva Angie Stone. Not Angie. Angie Stone. Uh, She got in trouble um, because... Ain't she she, on the reality TV shows? R&B divas. Okay. She's a Grammy-nominated singer who rose to fame with R&B hits such as Brother, No More Rain, and Wish I Didn't Miss You. She was arrested in DeKalb County. By the way, I appreciate Karen knowing this person because I ain't got to play their music. (laughs) <laughs> i know this person normally i gotta be like well who is this oh, oh here we go um she struck her uh she struck her 30 year old daughter with a metal stand oh and knocked out the woman's front teeth oh, oh my and uh her daughter has uh posted the pictures to instagram because you know oh, that's what people do yeah. Why not? yeah yeah that's what isn't that where they go first it's like like I wonder now, am I at that point where if a crime happens to me, I'm gonna take a selfie first? No, that's because I feel like I maybe I'm just not from that generation yet. But I'm old because I'm like, mm, you call the police and let them do that bullshit. Put yeah, it. that seems so crazy to me. Right, but it happens all the time. I right? need medical assistance. Fuck your camera. Like I, I saw, <laughs> I was we covered something on Balls Deep Sports where a dude got beat up, um, and I think it was like almost a hate crime because he was gay. But he went to Instagram, he posted Instagram videos, and he was like, I didn't have to do me like this, and start crying. I was like, no, I, that'll never be me. Oh, no, 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 that'll never be me. You put like this, they liable to charge me with assaulting you for trying to take a motherfucking picture of me. No, I'm not saying I won't cry. <laughs> I'm saying I'm, it'll never be me on Twitter talking about I can't stop crying, y'all. Why would they do this to me? Like I'm, right. I can't do it, bro. I can't. I, maybe I got too much of that machismo shit in me, but you will never That's catch a boy doing it. For crying in silence and privacy, <laughs> right? Like, I will sure. cry over a piece of cake at three a.m. That's what I'm right. doing over some hagen dash and call it a day. Yeah, you're not about to. I'm not gonna be hogging dash anyway. anyway. I'm not gonna be. <laughs> I'm not gonna be crying on a fucking Twitter. I, y'all not yeah. making me go viral. Mm-hmm. Playing some Mary J. Blige and calling it a fucking day. No, thank you. Yeah, my dad calling me. Boy, did I see you on YouTube? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> you know your daddy will find you it get, too. Did you get your ass whooped on Instagram? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I was hacked. Yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> they, yeah, they done got your boy passwords. Right, you know, you know, they be like, they be like, you and Robin said that she seen you floating online, baby. So, um, <laughs> uh, so apparently, Angie Stone and Diamond Stone got into a fight. Angie Stone hit her in the face with closed fists first. 
Diamond Stone and Blondie Chisholm, a family friend who witnessed the altercation. Oh, these names sound like egos. Told police that they were not sure who threw the first blow. The spat, according to Diamond Stone, started when Angie entered her daughter's room, demanding she clean it up and order her to control her children who were running around the singer's Lake Road home half naked. Now, see, so far, I'm on Angie's side. <laughs> what the fuck? The fuck? Obviously, she's paying for everything. Yeah, you 30 <laughs> so years old. the right to throw some punches. Yeah, you 30 years old, living at home. You got kids, too, living at home with your mama. And y'all got the nerve to have a dirty-ass house? Like, something, something got to give. Now, you might be able to stay at home at 30, but your ass gonna be clean. At, speaking Spam, motherfucker. Speaking Spam. Miss <laughs> Diamond Stone then went on to state that Miss Angie Stone started getting in her face, telling her she needed to leave because she is tired of her. Miss mm. Diamond Stone then stated that her and Miss Angie Stone started to argue, and that's when a physical altercation started to occur. Mm, I bet you it did, cause I tell you one motherfucking thing: if if you grown ass person stand with me and got children, and I tell you you better clean up something, and you feel like you ain't got to, oh oh, well then you and your kids and everything go on outside. Angie Stone, fifty three years old, also known as too old for this shit. All right. Too too old for you to be talking to me like this. Right, especially if I'm paying for everything. Told police she did not know she hit her daughter with a metal stand. Because she blacked out. She was like, oh, and she just blacked out. Like, I bet that was her response. She was like, oh, and she just seemed red and was like, oh, I know you ain't talking to me, bitch. Boop, doop, 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 doop. She must have been like, do what you got to do. <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> wish I didn't miss you with this metal stand. Right. Um, so she, uh, once she realized this, she quickly put the stand down and attempted to get away from Miss Diamond Stone. I told you she blacked yeah, out. Yeah, you're right, Karen. Your theory is 100% correct. I, I guarantee you, she was like, I, I bet she was like, I know you. you I, it's like when your kid says, fuck you, or something. Right. You just, you just wake up 30 seconds later, like, oh God, he, who cut his throat? <laughs> right. It's, 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 it's just one of those things where, you just got to immediately turn around and leave. Well, she did after she right. blacked out, though. Right, but but no, you immediately got to turn around and leave. You you know, because if you go through the blackout moment, you in trouble because you're going to be the hurt Mm-hmm. It's like Berserker Barrage. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, she blacked out. She was like, oh, I know you didn't. I bet you I was like, oh, oh, really, bitch? She just, she just had a super for a second. She just... <laughs> Her super went off and shit. Ultra combos. Like, oh. <laughs> One, two combo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the church scene having this shit. Blondie got some. Yeah, that's crazy because, yeah. Drill claw, drill claw, circle mirage. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. My bad. My oh, bad. My bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if she going A, P, A, B, left. Right, right. bumper. <laughs> um, Take some of this, too. Lucky the, lucky her husband went home. Mr. Angie Stone would have been tagging in like Cable with that cannon. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Unabeam. Uh, the fucking um, <laughs> Iron Man and shit. Yeah, I'm not saying she right, but I, I understand her blacking out, though. You paying for everything. You was like, bitch, that's you like, ain't going to talk back to me, and I'm paying for every motherfucking goddamn thing in here. That's like 4%. 4 Oh, though, like. Yeah, like a steel pole. What? 
there's like four percent of our audience getting these jokes i don't care (laughs) (laughs) these are some good nerd jokes yes there is um anyway so um uh miss uh, so she said she then stated she tried to get away miss diamond stone continued to come after her as if to strike her again but stated that miss blondie chisholm came to break up the fight diamond stone's version of the story is different according to the report she walked away after angie stone struck her in the face with a metal stand and called police both women were taken to the police department headquarters for questioning diamond stone was released with no charges stone is being held in the in the DeKalb county jail on the charge of domestic aggravated assault so Angie, now Angie house all dirty, blood everywhere. You know what? Mm-hmm. Diamond ain't cleaning shit up now. And you, and you know what? She better be gone by the time she get out. Cause if she don't, it's going to be like, like for me, it'll be problems or repercussions. Like, like I don't went to jail for this. When I get out, you and everybody that came out of you need to be out my motherfucking house. I wonder how mad the reality TV cameras are. They weren't there. Oh, you know they was mad. Fuck, the first interesting thing you did. She's probably been doing bullshit for for weeks now. You know she has. And you know what? All jokes aside, I believe Edge's version. I believe that's exactly what happened. Mm. Yeah. I know I'm biased. I know I'm badass kids running around your house unsupervised. I'm like, if she's staying in your house, what is she doing? If it was the middle of the day, what is she doing? Why ain't she at work? What's going on? Yeah, that's true. Somebody needed to get hit. Sound like she was she was pissed off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that's what happens when you're more than a woman. You start <laughs> can't control yourself. Right. She she showed up. Thought she was more than a woman. She showed her how much of a woman she really was. Well, she had a bone to pick with you, and <laughs> she uh and picked now that. She bitch. got a tooth to lose. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, she uh apparently whooped that ass. Um. We'll yeah. see. Good luck, oh. Angie Stone. Yeah, good luck, but I, I guarantee you that's what happened. That's why other grown people, people, grown people don't need to be living together. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. With your kids and everything, yo. Mm-mm. Need your own play. I'd be more than happy to help and assist you, but you will not live with me. Her mugshot looks so sad, y'all. I'm gonna put it in the chat room, man. Like, her mugshot. Like, you ever see a mugshot and you're like, nigga, you did that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. She, uh, yeah, she gave her the business. Like, she definitely, she, <laughs> Like that's a why I hit the girl with the metal pole. That's that's that face right there. Like if you could just if that was a face that said, "Nah, I didn't mean to hit her with a metal pole." That that's the face. Um, who else? There was another R&B star that was in trouble. Was keeping it music. Uh, six people got stabbed at the Migos concert. So John, that's that's different. Uh, well, six. So they're, they're having a down year. Ah, six. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, apparently there was a fight in Albany, New York. Six people got stabbed. Four people went to the emergency room with stab wounds. An hour later, they responded to a call in the home where they found two more people had been stabbed. Ooh. Another woman said she was beat up and robbed in the bathroom. Why the fuck would you go to Amigos concert at this point? <laughs> what are you? There's not going to be a prayer circle there. Is... Yeah. I like the most positive thing that can happen if you go to Amigos concert is not getting robbed. You know what I mean? Like, how was the concert? Oh man, I'm alive and uninjured. Word, it was good. <laughs> Shit, I should have went, dog. I swore niggas was gonna be killing. Oh no, six people got stabbed. It just wasn't on. It was on the other side. Yeah, it was on the other side. That was on my side. We was just fighting. But yeah, I mean, they make music for people that's gonna stab people, like. 
it's like a stabbing soundtrack uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all that shit is very fast beating pace now it goes hard yeah it's just like migo's music is the sound of stabbing you know what i mean <laughs> Uh, stabbing on the beat right <laughs> stabbing on the beat ho um <laughs> yeah one of the songs is fight night well he starts beating up on the treadmill Fight night. Hit it with a right. I'ma knock the pussy out like fight night. Yeah. I'ma put the pussy out like fight night. I'm a resume. Pull and delay. I just had to regulate. Yes. Oh, damn, damn, they got me. Shit. I, <laughs> damn, I didn't even mean to pick up them scissors. I, right, that, yes, uh, this, man. Jamming too hard, man. I'm try, I, you will, you will, you will literally hurt yourself. Whatever exercise you're doing, bitch, you lifting weights, you running, you, you stabbing people. You, you speed up. In fact, you get stabbed twice as hard because that shit will make you go hard. Anything yeah. you're doing, you just go hard at it. Only three people would have got stabbed at a Drake concert. What? No, nobody would have got stabbed. They'd just been cried on. Uh, they would have got stabbed in the feelings. No, they would have got back massages. <laughs> they would have got emotionally stabbed <laughs> by a woman that wouldn't got, return his calls. They got pedicures. Um, very cutting remarks. Those are the only things. <laughs> <laughs> they got cut with eyes. That's about it. Uh, Tina Campbell of Mary Mary uh, apparently, um, allegedly, I mean, shot up her cheating husband's car. Oh shit! They got a show. They got to tell her sister. Yeah, self-titled rea- reality show, Mary Mary. Uh, is back for the fourth season. Maybe not for long now. And Tina Campbell has dropped some tea about what's in store. Oh shit! Last season, viewers watched as Tina struggled to deal with the betrayal of her husband's numerous affairs, and now they'll get to see the two work to repair their marriage. By the way, um, y'all are a religious group. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, man? They have problems like everybody else, dog. You can't be doing love and hip hop and be a religious gospel group, man. I'm sorry. Love I'm sorry. And, love and hip hop Bible. Yeah, like I know. I mean, it's probably all fake for the TV show and shit. But man, that's sad. Well, shooting up that car ain't now. It was God's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's all real. I guess. Um, I get an echo over there, John, for some reason. I don't know. Um, is, did you, are we still muted in the uh, spree cast? Yeah, I am. Okay, all right, cool. I don't know where it came from. It's gone now. It was God's perfect plan to allow me not to be overly... It was God trying to stop us from talking about this. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was like, come on now, don't talk about my group now. It was God's perfect plan to allow me not to be overly devastated. One week before the show premiere, my husband and I watched all 12 episodes and high-fived each other and said, we made it through. 
Now it doesn't hurt me to reflect on it or see it. And when I look at it, I think, wow, I can't believe that was actually my life and I actually get to see it. Judging by season one episode, episode one of season four, it took quite a bit of venting for Tina to reach this place of peace. She decided that even though the good Lord wouldn't approve, she was going to get revenge by shooting up her husband's most beloved possession, his car. In the below clip, the Campbell family decides to ship the car away along with his bad memories. She also claims that while viewers may not agree with her decision to stay in the marriage, she has no regrets. At the end of the day, I love my husband. I believe him to be better than what he did to me. I'm no doormat. I put my husband through hell the first year after this happened. Guess what? I didn't like hurting him because I love him. My head told me to hurt him, but my heart didn't. Whoever thinks oh, I'm stupid. So the car got the business then? Yeah. Whoever thinks it's stupid, I don't care what they think. I just wanted to be free, and I'm free now, and I'm happy now. All right. More power to you. That poor car got, the, the poor car got shot up, didn't have nothing to do with it, and got sent away. The thing that's sad to me. I got a, I yeah. got a question. Yeah. Is this like normal behavior for a certain demographic? I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> certain generation where like extreme violence, where like they do this and then it's like, okay. So I feel like everybody my age's parents had some episode where they committed an act of attempted murder on each other and mm. then they went about their business. That's a good point. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is a generation thing and I just don't know. They were much more accepting of stuff like this when you were when we they were older. That's true. Maybe that's what it is. I was at a party, me, but I didn't bleed out, and we still love each other. Yes, I remember them stories. I was at a party where a dude pissed in his wife's shoe in front of all of us. Oh, because she told him that he needed to stop drinking. He was getting drunk, and I guess he proved her wrong. Um, no GSOH required. Men don't like funny girls. This is on MetroCo.uk. What the hell is a GSOHY? What the hell is that? GSOH? Yes. I don't know. Uh, no GSOH. Because uh, that will make a difference in me understanding what's happening. Only thing I got is Girl Scouts Ohio. Uh, internet, let's see, abbreviation get internetslang.com says, let's see what GSOH means. Or internet slang.com okay why is this taking so long um i don't know it's, let's see this could be the only web page dedicated to explain the meaning of it or uh, what does it mean they didn't even tell you what it means <laughs> oh good sense of humor there you oh, go okay thank you all right so it's <laughs> a depressing dating news of the day men don't like funny women bad news oh. funny girls it seems that men don't go for funny women well, I guess it's a good thing women aren't funny then, isn't it? Oh, up top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm with you, John. Make daddy a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? You better make daddy a sandwich. Get up in the kitchen. Who got time for a funny-ass bitch? I was playing basketball against this. <laughs> I was playing basketball against this girl today. And uh the first first move when I got on the court, someone threw it to her for a three. And most women, um, basketball players, when they like, they get in a three-point stance immediately um, not three point stance, they're three, uh, the triple threat position, which is like you can shoot, pass, or, uh, a drive from it. And mm -hmm. it's like they, I don't know why they teach women this more than dudes, cause dudes almost never fucking do this, but women go back to fundamentals all the time. And she faked the shit out of me. Like she pump faked me right, like out of her shooting motion and, and drove around me. I was like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> apparently I gotta fucking play some defense. Like I, I thought I could predict she was gonna shoot the three. So, and then she scored too, right? 
Um, now she didn't score the rest of the game, but like every time she got the ball, people were getting real hyped, like hoping she would do take me again. Niggas made jokes the first time she took me. <laughs> so then every time I deed her up, I was like, girl, you better get that shit out of here, woman, and get back in the voting booth. Be oh, glad, like I, was, like I was saying all the shit to get in her head, like, oh, uh, and then I did this one dude was like at the next game, he was like, uh, you want me to check her or whatever? I was like, uh, yeah, you can check her. Like, I, I was like, just don't let her score. I was like, cause she's actually good. I was like, I actually was really playing defense on her. I was making jokes, but. I was playing defense and he was like, Oh man, I ain't worried. It's a girl. And I was like, Right, right. Make daddy a sandwich, right? And he started laughing and shit. But his ass got burned. This nigga got killed. I know he did. He got. She had 12 points and it was all three. She lit him up, didn't he? I was so disgusted. I was disgusted with that nigga. Cause he didn't take you seriously. I was, I wasn't joking about checking her. I was making, I was making jokes to distract from the fact that I didn't want to get scored on again. Probably making her laugh and shit. Yeah, Yeah. Like I was just trying to keep it light but you know yeah this nigga was like i was trying to make the elephant in the room like a joke like oh man the, the girl scored on me now I make jokes about her being a girl you know if it would have been like a white dude i would have made jokes about him being white if it would have been you know whatever the fuck but yeah man these niggas man i'm so disgusted anyway if uh it's like it when a woman is better at me than something i care about mm-hmm. like like there was this one, there was a girl one time who was really good at uh, Street Fighter Alpha, and she beat me like every time I played her, and I wanted to marry her like like when mm. um, like when Conan couldn't beat Red Sonia and he wanted to marry her. It's like yeah. you have earned my love. Yeah, I like you have earned it. What I, this girl was with somebody I think already out there. She was like thirty. The thing I liked about her is she talked shit, and that was fun. Cause I like talking shit. Well, you know, Justin, like everybody knows, I like talking shit. I, I mean, I keep it respectful. I'm not one of those assholes that like want to fight somebody, but right. you know, like she's like, get up, you know, she makes a good move and give me that shit. And I'm the same way. Like I got a couple blocks on dudes and shit or steals. Um, uh, and you know, it's all people I know. So like I stole the ball from my boy. Um, I call him Froggy. Uh, I stole the ball from Froggy today and I was just like, give me that shit weight room bitch and then like we, you know and then we both laughed about it because i don't really give a fuck honestly and i know right. he don't really care Mm-mm. um or i'll block a couple dudes shit because they underestimate thinking i can't jump and shit and i'll just block their shit real quick and i'll be and when i block it though i'm always like get that little shit out of here or whatever right this is little fun shit like that and she was say, talking shit to people too man it was it was dope man so that'll make it enjoyable yeah she fit right in like sometimes i feel like but dudes are like a woman's on the court and they just become like scared to to like like right and then the girl feels uncomfortable then everybody else is uncomfortable and it's like awkward elephant in the room like no nah, just talk about it It'll be yeah. fine so um anyway this this uh this 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 uh study or whatever says of 80 people in the university of miami <laughs> mistake number one <laughs> right you need to <laughs> need a bigger study confirm the findings of <laughs> yeah. we interviewed two people you might as well come on <laughs> they confirmed the findings of a 2006 study by Bressler, Martin and Balsheen which found that men prefer women who are receptive to their jokes while women like men who make them laugh the study states women want it all not just a mate who will make them laugh but one who will appreciate her own humor they go on men by contrast appear more about finding a mate who thinks he's funny in the conclusion of the study, uh, the team explained as we move forward, try to understand the role humor plays in human sociality, sociality, 
our data confirms that while that what is meant by a preference for humor differs fundamentally between men and women and that my friends is no laughing matter so um yeah man i don't know i what do you think john you would you date a woman that uh do you like funny women do you like them to not be funnier than you like i mean you're a comedian i wish i had a girlfriend who was funnier than me she could write jokes for me (laughs) smart man i wouldn't mind mind having my own personal joke writer you go up there like what's the deal with tampons am i right (laughs) i mean good good. that's women yeah yeah i do (laughs) make make up your mind i mean wings no wings i'm like who writes john shit (laughs) i fucking did 10 minutes on tampons he is good He's amazing. Yeah. You know, I really, I love, I actually had a problem when I first, the first few years I started doing stand-up because every really funny girl, I just felt, thought she was so hot. And women who are comedians don't like to date other comedians. So right. it was just a really bad thing. They don't like to date fans. They don't like to date anybody, though. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that counts. I think they do date them people, but I think they just say they don't like it, but... They gotta be dating these motherfuckers, man. Like everybody thinks you're a goddess after you make them laugh. Yeah, it has to happen because, uh, especially when you start working as a comic, you don't know anybody else. Yeah, you stop knowing real people, so that's oh, your Lord. Pool. Plus, I always, whenever men comics talk about sex, they always talk about they've dated. Like they might not name names, obviously, but they'll be like, "Yeah, I dated comedians, you know, before." So I'm like, "Well, they are fucking them. I mean, y'all dating." It yeah. can't be. It's not one side. It's not like the man was like, "I'm dating this woman, and she has no fucking idea." Yeah. So I, I yeah. mean, I I think people just say that, like, I don't like this and I don't do this. But well, they may have tried it and was like, yeah. "That's just not for me." And for a lot of women, when they date, probably males, and especially in comedy, a lot of males have a lot of egos and have a lot of issues with women that are funnier than them, and they ran into that. Especially if she's funnier than him, it becomes a whole another set of problems. So she's like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm not dating any any comedian because I don't want to deal with the man's yeah. ego." who, you know, basically demeans me or tell me I'm not funny when I know I am because of his problem, not mine. True. Well, there's also the the added problem of um, uh, funny women typically, because in order to be funny, you need a point of view typically. Right. Yeah. So funny women also, they also uh, moonlight as opinionated women. Right. And that is like niggas' least favorite thing about women. Like, you know, like you very rarely will you see someone say the words opinionated woman in, in a positive light. Right. But see, for me, I'm so different. Like, I actually, one of the reasons why I thought I, what I did bring up with one girl was because she had no opinions on anything. Yeah. She yeah. Never, that, like, on they anything, teach us that. Like, on the weather, on the food, on nothing. Yep. I'm like, well, how do you feel about all these people I got killed? Oh, well, I guess that's bad. Right, because society almost kind of funny trains you to just your opinion don't matter, or if you do have an opinion, no, you know he's not gonna listen anyway. He don't really give a fuck about your opinion. So a lot of women just shut down and just go through relationships just mentally shut down like that. That's sad, but true. The chat, by the way, the uh, comments on this article. There's only five of them. They're all Facebook comments of dudes who say they love funny women. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of dudes like what a load of crap i don't accept this i love funny women uh making each other laugh and have a compatible sense of humor is ideal i would think like 
all right we get it buddy you guys have special dicks the study was wrong but <laughs> I, I don't know man i do think a lot of dudes don't like funny women because right like i said for a lot of people i think a lot of people think they want to but right. you know it's like when you hang out with a woman um like you know who are some funny ass women and this is gonna come across weird because most people don't think this shit but um feminist Mm-hmm. are funny as shit like yes, i follow a bunch of them on twitter and shit mm-hmm. and like yeah they go in about certain topics but all the other time i'm typically just laughing at shit that they're pointing out right and sometimes even those topics that they go in on they go in on a funny angle like they don't just come in and go like they won't just be like man these white women getting on my nerves they'll take a hashtag and like be like hashtag white women tears and it'll be like Six thousand hilarious fucking tweets, mm-hmm. and and to the white women, they're like, of course they like, oh no, they're doing it again. I hate them, but <laughs> but to but to me, I'm like, that's true. They do be crying when they get tickets, and then they get out of them. Like you know, it's shit like that. So I think they're hilarious, but I feel like people just there's a fear there because they're opinionated what if you say something they don't like they're gonna definitely inform you of it right now my ego gotta be in check what if they don't like something i said and there's a fear there and i feel like there's a lot of people that are intimidated by the idea that a woman won't just like john said pull the i don't have an opinion i i don't know what i want to eat you know like they'll they'll, you know somebody that's like no motherfucker that's not funny what you just said that everyone's scared of that Right, right. Like, Tina Fey is really good looking, and a lot of people want to be with Tina Fey. But you know, if you want to be with Tina Fey, you got to deal with that mouse. Yeah, right. yeah. Tina Fey gonna tell you some shit ain't, that you said ain't cool. And are you are you prepared for that? Because everybody's thinking funny woman. We'll both make jokes with each other, but Mm-mm. you know, part of being funny is knowing what's not funny. Correct. And 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 not you know not necessarily agreeing on our, everything, and mm-hmm. I, and making jokes when you fuck up. Like, do you want to be the butt of a jokes and shit karen will go around and call me an old man and shit <laughs> and you know i just have to let it slide like you know I, there's nobody else in my life calling me old all the time that i fuck with but i'm like you know karen like you know you old and i just be like huh oh, that's funny <laughs> I, I mean i can't deny that that's that is a good joke <laughs> but it is about me I think what would be worse is if you don't have the same sense of humor. That's always the problem. With mm. it's when you and your you and your 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 significant other have the same. You like the same thing, but you don't like the same type of the same thing. Yeah, that's when it get bad. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's the ego thing, honestly. Right. Like mm-hmm. you just if you can't take a joke about yourself, then you don't really have a good sense of humor. No, you don't. And a lot and and the, you know, good sense of humor is subjective, but it's like how. You've never met a person that thinks they don't have a good sense of humor, but right. we but we all know motherfuckers that don't have a good sense of humor. Like you're like, well, I have a good sense of humor. You're like that that literally translates to I don't have a good sense of humor. But go ahead and finish your point, right? Right, and and also I think when it comes to uh, comedy, everybody thinks just because they can tell the zinger at the water cooler that they like the funniest thing ever. Then when you meet a, a woman uh, that actually, funny. right, mm-hmm. and she actually knows and she'll, you know, tell you that shit wasn't funny. 
and you like, uh, or, or he's trying everything he can to make her laugh, but because, you know, especially she's a comedian, she's kind of heard it all, just about, especially yeah. she's in the game for a while, so it takes a lot to make a comedian, like, really, 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 really laugh, because, you know, they've kind of crafted what they do for a living, and, oh, I, and I think for me, I don't consider myself a comedian in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but I do know I'm a funny person, and even, even for me, sometimes... I can tell if somebody's intimidated by me. And sometimes even other women can be intimidated by funny women because a lot of times if you're a woman and you're funny, you get attention from males, and a mm. lot of women don't like that shit. No, I, I think so, man. I, I I don't Like I said, I think a lot of people think they like shit, but they don't really do it. But, no. Uh, and there's really no way to tell until you really date somebody that's funny. And then you're like, oh. I like this shit, or right. I don't like it. Me personally, I, I'm kind of like John, where, uh, like if you a funny woman, I'm fucking, I'll fall in love with you. I'm like, I love <laughs> you. You my favorite. Like, talk it to. It actually affects how attractive somebody is. Oh, it definitely does for me. You know what I mean? Like it's like there. And by the way, it works the opposite too. There are people that like folks are like that girl bad as shit, and I'm like that humorless motherfucker. Right, she's not <laughs> like, funny at no, all. No, that like why she don't even have like I've never seen her smile. No, I don't want to fuck her. Like I would never put my dick inside of a person that can't laugh. Like right, no. doesn't have a sense of humor. And Life like, ain't that serious, bro. No, it's it's not, and and it's be sometimes where I think about something and Roger could uh, start laughing because, like I said, is because we both look at things from a funny perspective, kind of all the time. We constantly crack jokes. Like if y'all heard half the jokes we crack off the mic and half yeah. the stuff we say off the mic, y'all be like, they are insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I make. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say the joke. <laughs> I, already, I already said the one joke the time where we were covering the Bill Cosby stuff. And I would come to I would come to bed when you were already sleeping and, and pretend that uh that uh I had drugged you, you know. And right. Talk, and do a Bill Cosby impersonation. And what was that? They were how to get away with murder, with talking why did yeah. they clone the I was so confused. Every Thursday I go because Karen doesn't watch How to Get Away with Murder or Scandal. Mm -hmm. Every single Thursday I go to bed when she's already asleep, I go in there and I'm like, Why is your penis on a dead girl's phone? <laughs> be so confused every she's time. like what are you talking about <laughs> right because she's always she's 100 percent asleep like right. every time it's like what the fuck is wrong with you it was like why is your penis on the dead girl's phone <laughs> you cheating on me is that what's going on so i you know I, well, I have a really dark sense of humor and like so that doesn't like i joke like just because of my life and stuff so i and it's hard for her because i'll be like hey let's go Let's go out in public and pretend like we're fighting over our, our abused son and let people over here. She's like, how is that funny? I'm like, hilarious. <laughs> right. Trust me. Like, no. No, they're going to call the cops on us. Faces. Right. She's, That's not funny. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> oh man yeah i could but definitely never see that watch who's afraid of virginia wolf so i'm like let's go let's go pretend we have a kid and that he died <laughs> oh lord <laughs> oh man uh by the way bill cosby released a brief speaking of bill cosby released a brief video that he's back and his comedy concert will go on and uh he, he did it in pajamas dude mm. dude come on yeah pajamas <laughs> Come on. You was too lazy to put on clothes. He did it, and he was talking into a phone, and the phone was one of those old, like, 
the kind of phone that has a cord still oh shit he ain't even go wireless yeah he's like this is bill cosby and i will be at the such and such at eight o'clock could, could you even hear the person on the other side end no what the hell who, who you could have been talking to anybody he said then yeah then he released a note with it it said dear fans i hope you enjoy my wonderful video message that's filled with laughter hey 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 i'm far from finished and i'm like really dude <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yes hey 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 i'm far from finished oh, i'm like good. i'm like how many more victims are coming right. out bill hey 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 i'm still drugging them yeah i'm far from finished <laughs> there's at least 20 more victims right oh bill such a <laughs> now i'm gonna sing a song for you yeah. <laughs> hey 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 yes Oh man, he's such a card. Maybe I'll drug a girl or two. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like we already did fucking with black people, so let's just get right into a baller alert, Karen. Let's and, do it. Uh let me find my baller alert uh music real quick. Where why did I move this again? Okay. Gotta hit a tour bar, Gucci bag as I call. We call it five star. That's a five star click. That's that new L6. My even parent. That's money I ever spent. I, I can't even lie. I, I'm so super high. I, do not need her when I keep her unless she is fly. Uh. Give me such love. Me, but love me not. She love you not. All my bitches love me. All right, John, you're the guest. I'll let you pick. All right. Here are the stories. Groovy Tales. Now, Groovy Tales is when a woman sleeps with a dude and then gives everybody the, the details, all right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be a man sleeping with a woman. It depends. A Great Night with Charlotte Hornets, PJ Hairston. Oh, shit. Nas Groupie Sex Tale. Uh. uh groupie Tales, thanks to Waka Flocka, I Met Young Joey, Best Sex Ever. <laughs> How Not to Lose a Baller, blog by at Nick So Fly. And let's see. Ballerific relationships don't scare him away by at Milligree. Um, I think we need to do uh, how to not scare him away for the people. All right, let's do this. Ladies, I know you love the advice from Baller Alert. It's typically directed to the ladies. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one says uh, it's by at Milligree. Okay, let's all face the facts that it's just that it just might be a little possible that our emotions take over rationality when it comes to dating a man that you might really be interested in. You might be doing things out of your norm that you are shocked even when you look back on it. In the act, though, everything you are doing that could be deemed excessive, it seems okay in your head. 
Uh-oh. Let's start with reading text, the, reading the text messages on the man's phone when he isn't around. Now, all of us are guilty of doing this at some point or another, but reading a man's text is really just making you more susceptible to finding things that you wish you hadn't. Oh. I like that she started with, all of us have done this. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't look through people's shit. She's like, no, of course we, <laughs> of course you've gone through his Facebook. I hope not. Uh, if you do not trust your man, there is no point in being with him. Trust takes over, and you should be able to let him text who he wants and still know that he's your man. You aren't Sherlock Holmes, and you do not need to go through his text messages. Even if he is doing, isn't doing is doing anything, you suddenly become someone who violates his trust and his privacy. Mind your business unless something is blatantly thrown in your face. I know you want to avoid him making you look like a fool, but if you already have an inclination that that's what he's doing, then I would reevaluate that relationship. When you get mad about stupid things such as socks on the floor or the fact that he didn't rinse his dish and just left it on the counter for you to take care of, even keeping the toilet seat up, knowing that you've fallen in twice this week. Oh, Lord. You are overreaching, reacting. Yo, I feel like the sentence going to end with, I mean, damn, James, can you put the <laughs> seat, you know, can you put the seat this down? This is specific. This could turn into a crazy blow up that neither of you really need. You need to pick and choose your battles. And honestly, none of the above is worth a blow up. And if you do feel as though this is a blow up potential, there might be an underlying reason as to why you're actually upset with him. Try and find that reason and make sure you talk it out and make it known so that you can avoid the simplest of arguments. Social media is a big one. Some women get really offended because this person that they're dating isn't yet claiming them on social media. Oh, I guess that would be a thing. You know, we've been dating so long. It never would have crossed my mind. But like, 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 John, do you have to claim your woman on social media? Is, is that a thing for her? Is she on social media? She, she is barely on anything. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't really it's not really an issue. Um, I, I would uh, I actually wish she was on more. But the fact that she's not on Twitter is a great thing. Mm. If she read my Twitter, we wouldn't be together. I feel bad for the oh, people Lord. that had to create like the Larry and Samantha Jones account. You know what I mean? Uh, like the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith account. Like I feel bad for those people. Yeah, it ain't that important. Like the only person I follow that shares an account is the dudes from Firestarter. And I don't, I have no idea how that works, but they, they, they have one account. I don't, I don't always know which one I'm talking to either. Me either. <laughs> like I talked to them later I'm like oh man Tone dude I'm glad you enjoyed that movie I didn't see that movie oh, oh my bad <laughs> shit thought I was talking to you anyway so she says you can really become scary when you start stalking his Facebook and leaving comments on all his posts oh men aren't as stupid as they look and they can sense when you're starting to act too crazy uh oh wait when you're starting to act crazy sorry that's a big difference actually you are clearly trying to let everyone of his friends know that you're his boo and that he belongs to you. He might not take that the wrong way. So ease, well, he might not take that the wrong way. So ease up on claiming on social media because the fact of the matter is that social media is just that social media creeping up at play. I feel like a dude who's cheating on all this. Right, that, that, that's true. That's true. And you do talk about social media and you do have people who are online and they, feel like life is life and online is online and a lot of people are in relationships they were like i don't share anything about myself online creeping up at places that you know he might be at is seriously borderline insanity 
you don't just roll up with a group of your friends at the bar that he said he would be at and pretend like it was a coincidence <laughs> this is so specific right on yeah, a, I really think there's some kind of 1984 <laughs> brainwashing, you know, how to get the women to do what you want sort of thing. Right. Yeah. On a Thursday at 845 Shonda, <laughs> you don't do that. And you definitely don't tell Ron Treese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, LaQuisha. Right. He's really going to think you don't trust him and he's going to think you're absolutely insane. Refrain from the urge. Trust your man and do something else. Your world should never be solely about a man. You should have a life of your own. Don't bombard him with question of where he's spending all his time and asking him to hang out every second of the day. Yeah. Give him space. Men don't think about you as much as you think about them. When they're at work, they're genuinely thinking about work. When they're with you, they're thinking of you. Don't make the mistake of wanting to occupy all his free time. Keisha. Talking too much about the future. <laughs> Too soon is a surefire way to send him packing to the hills. Men are cautious when it comes to commitment. So when a female he just started dating started, started, starts planning their perfect family, he might start to stray away and think you're bonkers. And to be honest, you sound like it. He will panic and find a way to push you away. I don't think I need to say much on this last one, but for those who are a little bit simple, I'll make this short and sweet. Oh. Do not call him all day. Do not text him all day. Do not need to speak to him all the time in order to feel secure in this relationship. Live your life without need of having a man complete you. Now, here's my favorite part of this article. Because we always read the comments, talk about the likes. Mm-hmm. Zero likes, zero comments. These like, women. Like, like literally no comments, y'all. These women were not feeling this shit at all. They was like some, <laughs> they was like some trifling ass nigga wrote this. Nope. They saw through, they saw through this shit immediately. Like, nope, this nigga is lying. This is a lying ass nigga. Who's trying to pretend as a woman. Snuck onto our site. I don't even know if he was pretending to be a woman. Milligree might be a man. I That's don't know. That's true. But they, 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 they didn't like nothing he had to say. Nothing. It was like, nigga, I'm looking. Right. I'm looking through your phone. I'm sorry. You just gonna have to get used to it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yo, got it. I do grade A shit on the realest nigga walking, and it's the remix, and I'm still out here looking for a five star dick. When I catch a home, I'm thinking with a five star dick. Cause she ain't chasing no suckers. She ain't never fucked a buster. Gonna play at the club, gonna fight her. She was born in the eight, went to school in DC. Yes, Trina. She rapped the hardest on the whole song. Game, all you gotta do is Google Trina, see the boot game. I don't have enough Trina in my life. Oh, Trina is everything. Just made that decision. I'm not she is full of ratchetness. Oh, your Um, ratchet meter will be on a hundred. I might have to. I might have to do something about that, Karen. Um, All right, let's get to. I really like Ti too. You say you like Ti? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Ti is great. Yeah, he cool. He cool. Can't can't complain. Don't just say that because Sarone looks just like him. He does look like a if Ti worked out more. 
<laughs> definitely be surround. Uh, all right, man. Let's get to our uh, get to our next segment. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestant today, John, from uh, the Alter Negro Show and, uh, what's the other one? Oh, hey, Hell No. And Decepticomics. And Decepticomics. And Hell No Cupid. And, um, I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, Exit 11 Block. Woo! Oh, yeah. Woo! Uh, he, this nigga busy. Anyway. Uh, we're gonna have him guess the race, y'all, or these people. And, uh, the chat room plays along, and they are racist. They are very racist. Alright. <laughs> um, let's look at the first one. Uh, okay. A baseball player, apparently. A minor league baseball player. Oh, wait. Alright. Uh, yeah. We'll play it on this page instead. Uh, baseball player. Uh, Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> a minor league baseball player not helping his chances of making the big league club this spring. He's scheduled to be in court today. That's Tanner Rayner, a third baseman in the Cincinnati Reds organization, and is accused of hitting his girlfriend in the head with a rock. Oh. Police say that he did not pay his tab at a pizza restaurant and then started arguing with the bartender. And when his girlfriend tried to step in, he allegedly started throwing rocks and knocked her out with one of those rocks. Mm. Sounds like they uh, had a rocky relationship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, he put her between a rock and a hard place. Won't be fooled again. I guess he was without sin in that relationship. Uh, All right, John. Uh, guess the race. Guess the race of this uh, this uh, dude, Jeremy Rayer. All right, get, getting in a fight at a pizzeria, and uh, where did he get a rock in a pizza? This is an eight-inch uh, rock. Rock throw. Threw it. At, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it sounds white. All right, it's let's check the chat. Improvised. Room. I wonder if his uh, favorite rock group is Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> uh, obviously, he likes rock. Uh, sounds like their relationship was. On the rocks, white says Lex. <laughs> like that. I'm gonna go with steroid juice head white. They have tabs at CC's? Broke minor league <laughs> white man. Yeah, what's that CC's? They, oh, they had a tab CC's pizza. Ain't CC's like $5.99 all you can eat? Oh, it was Pilano's pizza. Uh, okay, I'm about to say. Yeah. See, I was, I was gonna go with the Palestinian thing, but I thought that would be cliche. Mm, but mm. yeah, I well, was led there. I was led there. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Sigma Alpha Epsilon member. Oh. Cave bitches. Palestinian with nice with rock sun. White inaccurate arm. That's not very good at baseball. Black. Jonathan says white. And mixtures Monica says hella white fighting in the pizzeria. The correct answer <laughs> is. And look, where's my sound effects? There's the booze. Where's my applause? Um. Anyway, it's white, and I can't find where the applause is. Is oh, it said gone? Move around. It is literally gone. Anyway, you get the golf clap today. <laughs> and uh, one person missed it. 
I feel like the booze should come with like Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> yes, that's a rowdy crowd. <laughs> um, and that's his picture right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he extra white. I wonder if he pitched it. You know what I mean? I, you know, to knock out, I bet you he wind that rock up and popped up side of here. He yeah. knocked out with a goddamn rock. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I think he's a. He's a pitcher. Right, because I guarantee you, the rock couldn't have been that big unless he hit it with a boulder. He wind that rock up and, and, and we're going like 80 miles an hour. Now, give me a second, because I got to find that applause, man. I'm, right, it just disappeared, didn't it? Yeah. I, uh, I really am used to the booing. Like, I'm, that's what my jokes usually get. <laughs> uh, let me see. Sound effects. Uh... Wait, did, did he, did he curve her? Is, am I using that right? <laughs> yeah, he curved her. He curveballed her. Yes, yeah, he, he curveballed her. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what happened there. All right, let's see. Small studio audience applause. Uh, medium studio audience applause. Yeah, that sounds like water running. Yeah. Um, so they got large studio audience as we keep going up. Yeah, I'm looking for that. Light laughters. Medium studio audience cheering. Yay. Maybe we should switch it to medium studio artist chair. Yeah, yeah, let's see what that sounds like. Oh, no, nah, that's whack. Um, <laughs> that's real whack. Oh, that sounds like popcorn popping or frying. So. Right, yeah. Man, where's all, my... All of these are foreign to me. Yeah, we're just looking for... Was, uh, yeah. We're looking for a good sound clap for you. John's not used to approval. What about a release? <laughs> Relieved, I got si. booed off stage a couple of weeks ago. That was new. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, you do need this sound effect. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Female-only member studio audience? How can you tell from the class? I don't know. I guess that... that the, she has the nail polish on her hands. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's their vaginas clapping? Yeah. That's heavy studio audience. Um, applause and sparse cheers. <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, even know where to go. I'm going to do that board. one. I'm just going to do that one. Man, it's no, I wish I could find the old sound effects of the racist dude that did all the voices of uh, different races having sex. Oh, I'm, I don't. I remember that one. We that found shit that was one. So racist. Oh, we should have saved them. Like it was like a black man orgasm. It's like, oh yeah, baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> go on play with my balls. Oh, oh, oh I'm about, I'm about, I'm gonna come on home to you, sugar. And then it was like Asian man coming. It's like, oh me, oh so honey, oh so good. <laughs> I was like, this dude is just racist. It's no. Like the the impressions aren't even good. Nope. They're only racist and funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Latino man coming and shit. It was so bad, man. It's like oh, home, so I'm coming. Uh, all right, a Plymouth man is accused of child sex assault. Oh, a Plymouth man is charged with sexual assault of a child for allegedly exposing himself to his girlfriend's 14 year old sister on multiple occasions. According to a criminal complaint, Nicholas A. Pfeiffer exposed himself to his girlfriend's sister on three occasions. Oh. The victim said the first incident occurred at the girl's home in December 
Well, she awoke to find Pfeiffer facing her and masturbating. Oh, he been, what? Oh, he been doing this for a while. She just happened to wake up this time. Yeah. Yeah. She said she he didn't touch her and he left the room shortly after she woke up. Which means he stood there for a second, which is even grosser. Right. You <laughs> you open up your eyes going, um, excuse you. Yeah. That means he had like twenty seconds of what you're trying to do. Oh, you probably kept jacking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like twenty seconds oh. of just like steady eye contact as he jacked his meat and she's just like what the fuck are you doing and he's like okay oh. th- this did not go as planned <laughs> i thought you'd be into it yeah right this is not at all like the porn i watch right uh during the second incident uh, in december uh she said pfeiffer was standing next to her bed again masturbating she awoke and asked him what he was doing and he left the room for the hallway bathroom without responding she needed like a bedroom door room. Just sad. You gotta act like you on uh, that sleepwalking drug or something. You better. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh what? Oh, what? Woo! What am I doing in here? My dick. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, this ain't the masturbation room. The final incident happened in February. The victim said Pfeiffer was masturbating while standing over her bed while she slept. His girlfriend, who was also sleeping in the room, said she awoke after her sister began screaming her name. She then saw Pfeiffer running out of the bedroom. Yeah, he got uh, a problem because he knew he was going to get caught. Right. Like the sister is right there in the room sleeping too. Pfeiffer's girlfriend yeah. said her sister was visibly upset and kept repeating, what do I do? And she said she observed semen on her sister's face, hair, and bedding. Oh. Semen? Oh, God. Oh, he came. Uh, I- I know exactly what this is. The well, I, uh, well, I like you all know. I this is what I went to school for. I got my master's in forensic psych, and I used to um I used mm. to work in a sex offender jail. So oh. I actually do know these guys. Damn, the victim's grandmother contacted Safe Harbor, who told Plymouth Police Department about the incident. It convicted. He faces up to twenty five years in prison and a hundred thousand dollars fine. Man, traumatized that child. Yeah. Especially he came. Like, what was he still doing? Did like, did she like yell and then he came unexpectedly? Must have. Or was like, did he come and then he was like waiting for her to wake up? Like, it won't be right until she wakes up. Right. Uh. Or she, you know, or she may have ignored him. But then, you know, you get this warm, sticky shit on your face. And then she, that's probably when she started screaming her sister's name because she didn't know what the fuck was happening then. Well, guess the race of this dude. Uh, there's there's no doubt this is white they're, right. like they're not that it couldn't be a black guy like they not that it couldn't but most of the the most of these kind of guys are white let's check the chat room see what they think sounds like a super like a future pervert on svu white the loft white didn't oh. feel the need to explain this or selma uh <laughs> suck suck on my vanilla salted balls oh original pilgrim showed her that plymouth rock <laughs> he, he was just trying to make a latte white. Oh lord! Aquaman's daddy. Aquaman's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually no whiter crime than this. Says, oh, does John say that? Oh, uh, Mr. Monica says someone whose grandma yells "nasty nigger" on video and claims she is not racist because she is bipolar and her cousin is black. Oh, Elmer's glue white, white, absolutely white. Just gave fifty dollars for Howard since he lost his job at OU. S-A-E. <laughs> Damn. I don't even know who Elise is. They just came in busting on Howard. 
uh, <laughs> uh, I love that busting on Howard is the chat room's new thing. There's a method to his madness, white and whitey white. The correct answer, answer is, is, I don't think anyone missed this, but uh, it was white. Man, I'll put his picture in the chat uh, for everybody if you want to see what he, what a guy who jerks off not, into his sister's. Not uh, only will I say he's white, I oh, no, brown eyes. I was going to say he was blue-eyed. I think he got black devil eyes, but... <laughs> That could just be me. Got black eyes like Jaws the shark. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the sex offenders I, I saw in the jail had blue eyes. They were literally blue-eyed devils. Oh, Ooh. really, man? Um, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, but man. I, I I don't know what's wrong with you when you do something like this. Um, let's get back to some more dick flashing. Uh, this one happened in Florida. Uh, man. In Port, in Port St. Lucie, a 48-year-year-old dude apparently um, thought that ladies needed to see some stuff. His name is Hal Hamrick, hmm. and he wanted to find a lady, so he decided <laughs> to do what the ladies like. <laughs> he uh, went to a shopping center and exposed himself multiple times. That's what we like. The case of somewhat new dude happened February 17th as Hamrick was spotted displaying his nether regions in front of Target. Now, look. You can do this shit in front of Kmart. <laughs> right. You don't, you don't fuck with Tajay. You pull your dick out in front of Target, you going to jail. Yes, you are. <laughs> you do that shit in front of like, in front of like Kmart and Food Line, you might find you a know. date. Dollar General. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might be straight to go. Yeah. You pull your dick out of the dollar store, you might, you might have a date that night. Right. Like, pulling your dick Maybe out. Maybe at Aldi. I don't know. Yeah. At Target, they frown on that. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, what was that dick? Get this guy out of here. Right, they'll run you over that damn red buggy. Uh, the case, uh, so yeah, a witness told Port St. Lucie police he saw a man in a Miami Heat shirt <laughs> and athletic <laughs> shorts exposing himself. The man twice put his genitals out in front of, in view in front of a target and once in front of Babies R Us. <laughs> now that's just desperate, sir. <laughs> not the baby. for the single moms. You're right. He's like, I just noticed that you're the only one pushing this cart. <laughs> Here's my dick. Yeah, I know you don't like condoms. Oh, Lord. Each, t- each time he attempted to use a trash receptacle as cover for the act. Ah. So he put his dick out in front of... Well, so you got some trash dick? That's sending subliminal messages that's going to get you caught. You want some of this garbage dick? No. No, why? Why you? I don't understand. Yeah. Confusing people. Um, Hammer told police he was exposing himself for the ladies. <laughs> for the ladies? That was a quote. He's a womanist. Yes. Everybody get some. I don't care what color. For the ladies. All the ladies. It's like, in my mind, I just picture him pulling his dick out and just going, ladies. Ladies. (laughs) Well. uh, He's like like the waiter with the uh, fancy wine. Like, would Madame prefer? Yes. (laughs) Would you like some dick to go with those baby clothes? Oh, Lord. Uh, Vintage dick. Um, the, he wanted to, he wants to find a lady and they like when he does that and affidavit states it's unclear whether any ladies who have seen the display liked it when he did that well you figure somebody had to walk through and be like like it's not like everyone called the police on him so somebody must have seen the dick and been like oh thank you a dick hmm, appreciate that you know? I'll take a mental pick and I go on in here and finish my shopping yeah it's like if I went to Target and a woman flashed her titties at me I'd be like well I appreciate you ma'am and you 
you go on and have a nice day that's sad that's sad i wouldn't even think to call the cops that is a crime <laughs> right me either that's not sad either for me either i'd be in target live tweeting it yo man i seen some titties today <laughs> right when he thought twice about it was so nice like i don't even care if the titties was like old or fucked up or like one was big and one was small i just appreciate the gesture you know what i mean <laughs> free titties i was walking out of the water day and this old lady was walking out and her nipples were hard and i was trying not to look at her nipples cause I was just like, like but she was like smiling at me like look at these nipples i was like what no i'm looking in the sky <laughs> it really is an autonomic process you can't control it it's right. like breathing and re- it's it's a reflex you cannot not look at titties yeah and it was just so fucking uncomfortable because i'm like like i was doing that thing where i like i didn't look at her titties for like six of the seven seconds that we were talking that you know that she waved at me but like it was that one second where i was like i gotta look at them titties oh damn i got myself right <laughs> you know what just like y'all talk about how y'all dicks ran to get hard our nipples are like that too nothing special can be happening they, they, they decide you know what i feel like poking out today you're like yeah, i didn't i didn't feel like she wanted me or nothing but right she, i feel like she definitely knew her nipples were hard though when she started speaking <laughs> like she was like she was definitely like that's right they still get up at this age <laughs> I, I still got it i was just like good for you ma'am i'm trying to make eye contact that is that, anyway please put those away right madam ma'am anyway uh tape them down something ma'am guess the race of hal hamrick uh guess the race of hal hamrick john i uh some other people speculated i am uh i'm actually gonna say black all right let's check the chat room Walked in the strip club, had his jacket zipped up, flashed the bartender, then stuck his dick in a tip cup white. Oh. I don't, I don't, why, I don't know why, but I'm going to go with black. Latest man from SNL, says Damon. Uh, blue eyed devil. In front of babies are us. Oh, hell no. Nah. White and on meth. <laughs> Whisper. Wait till you see my dick. White. <laughs> Is my dick in a box? White, says just basically. My dick in a box. There's a method to his madness. White. Babies are us was just to find others with similar dick size. White. Oh, damn! Say so you got a little dick. Nice pull there, power. Okay, yeah. So the correct answer is, yeah. and uh for the first time today, I got to say the name of my brother. You missed it. He was white. <laughs> and look at his face. Look at his hair. <laughs> no no one wants to see that dick not attached to that face right that's an angry dick all right look at my dick uh some of y'all did get it right Uh, that was scared of ladies like there's nothing pleasant about that face yeah it looks like they uh did y'all i don't think we ever played it on the show but the video for um fuck what is it called it's uh I don't want to take it, but the video where the dude is just a black dude in the woods talking to the camera. It's like a really famous YouTube video. And he's just, and he's just telling that story in that grimy ass voice where he's like, then I went outside and I saw that. Like, it looks like that. Like his face, his, his face looks like that voice. Look at, mad. My, look at my dick. That's probably what he said. Scared all of That's why he got the cops called. He'd have been more pleasant. The women probably kept walking. Yeah. Oh, wait. Dicks are us and shit. <laughs> so it wasn't the public uh, exposure that was the problem. It was Mm-mm. his tone. Yeah. Right. Like, maybe a nice guy could have got away with showing his dick. Right. 
Women like a good dick flasher too. Maybe I don't. I'm not. I'm not signing that. I'm not co-signing that. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I wouldn't test that theory. I'm just yeah. I'm keeping my dick in my pants just in case. I would advise you do. I don't want to go to jail because Karen says women like a good dick flash. <laughs> and, I, and I would advise proving her day. Yeah, I would advise any of y'all listening to not do that shit either. That sounds like something Rhett would say. I'm not cheering. Women like a good dick flash, and then woo woo woo. Oh, um, such a mean face on. I thought she should smile more. Yeah, <laughs> I said I, I pulled it out, and then I made this face. <laughs> no, not the face. That's Look how at you my get the dick. Cop. Yeah, that's how you get the cops called. Look, like he, like that face looks like it says "bitch." Like after every <laughs> sentence, right? Look at my dick, bitch. And got mad because they didn't look. All right, and then uh, let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. So far, John is two for three. Going into the bonus round against the race. Will he get the bonus round question right for double the points? Double the race. Are you getting nervous, John? Nope. I can do this. All right. Here we go. Let's see. Where's uh, uh we'll do this one. Channel my racism. Um, a naked man who attacked a hunter saying Sasquatch kills the hunter is convicted of attempted murder. Uh, this is easy. When a verdict was read, Linus Norgren let out a deep guttural sob. <laughs> they, they basically called him a bitch in sentence one of the article. <laughs> we can we convict you of attempted murder. <laughs> uh, Washington County jury decided Friday he was guilty of attempted murder and second degree assault for the October 10th, 2013 attack on a hunter, Jeff McDonald, on a remote hilltop. The men were strangers, though they lived near each other in Manning. In Manning, Norgren, who has bipolar disorder, but somehow was not killed by the cops, gets the raise. Has stopped treatment before the attack. The 22-year-old defendant who testified in his own defense said he acted in self-defense. The incident began when McDonald spotted Norgren naked and holding McDonald's uh, holding McDonald's. Wait, holding McDonald's. Oh, so he was holding McDonald's the food, and he saw <laughs> he saw because the guy's last name, the hunter's last name is McDonald. Okay. But I guess the the attempted killer also was eating some McDonald's. McDonald's. So he saw he saw him near McDonald's ATV in the woods. Norgren left the saw and wrestled the hunter's rifle from him and then oh, no, the the article's missing a word. Oh no, he said he was holding McDonald's saw. So okay, the saw was a a physical saw. It wasn't like an act of him seeing him. So he was holding McDonald's saw near McDonald's ATV in the woods. Norgren left the saw and wrestled the hunter's rifle from him and then dropped it. In closing arguments, by the way, that's so scary. A naked motherfucker comes up on, you come to your campground, this motherfucker playing with your saw by your ATV. You say something, he comes at you, takes your gun from you. Oh. And then throws it on the ground. Ah, I don't need this. I can see that because that's the last thing you were expecting. Yeah, I'll be, let's see, I'll, throw you off. once he throws the gun down, now I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you about to try to rape me or something, dude? Put on some clothes. <laughs> right. In closing arguments, Prosecutor Megan Johnson said Norgren made his intention clear. Sasquatch kills the hunter, is what he said. 
Oh, that makes no damn sense. Prosecutor said Norgren, a rock clenched in his fist, bashed the hunter in the head, sending him to the ground and knocking him unconscious. When Mr. McDonald was unconscious, Linus Norgren was unspeakable with unspeakable violence, caused two fractures and dislocated arms. He systematically and violently ripped Mr. McDonald's arms out of his torso. Man, really should have held on to that gun, buddy. Right. Wait, 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 wait. He he dismembered him with his bare hands? He Well, he dislocated it. So he pulled his arms like, I, out I of was, his torso enough to dislocate his arms. Right. Not not to rip them off of him, but just to pull them off, it, like mess up the this, joints. Right. Then he, then she said the naked man climbed on top of McDonald, wrapped his hands around the hunter's throat, and squeezed. But McDonald regained consciousness during the attack. Norgan shoved his finger down the hunter's throats and gouged his eyes. At the time, uh. Norgan was hissing and making noises. That made your stomach drop when Mr. McDonald imitated it, uh, they said in court. Finally, Norgren passed out from apparent exhaustion. So he lost the fight. The hunter just won because dude just gave. He was like, oh, I'm tired. Need a nap. Thank good. <laughs> thank goodness it happened. She said because Norgan was trying to kill him with his bare hands as a Sasquatch would do. <laughs> yeah, as they do. <laughs> Why is she such an expert? Hey, right, are we gonna skip over the fact these niggas don't exist? Or right? <laughs> what? How did when you? Last time you seen one a Sasquatch walking down the street? I feel like this That's entire Sasquatch text- textbook. This entire case gonna get thrown out later, and it's gonna be because of that one sentence. <laughs> like yeah because sasquatch don't exist so uh we, we gotta don't. let the dude go um <laughs> he was trying to choke him like the loch ness monster <laughs> but he was trying to eat him like the dinosaurs do ma'am right. well ma'am. dinosaurs did exist but it's like they're he, not around today he, he stuck him with his magical unicorn horn <laughs> the victim managed to call 911 and reported that he was holding his naked attacker at gunpoint with two dislocated arms Adrenaline is a bitch. Adrenaline will help you get through anything. Shit, if you can hold a gun, you better hop on that ATV and get the fuck out of there. You probably didn't have the strength. Probably took everything to call 911 and hold the gun up. Uh, They found the men after 90 minutes of navigating the thick forest and steep terrain south of U.S. 26 in Manning. Shit. As the prosecutor described the incident on the hilltop, Norgren appeared tearful at the defense table. He cried as his attorney, Bear Wilner Nugent, New, his, his attorney name is Bear. Um, <laughs> like a Sasquatch. <laughs> what the fuck? We were just happening in Oregon? Jesus Christ. He began his closing <laughs> argument. Norgren's mental illness worsened in the weeks before the incident. He went days without sleep. The defense attorney said early in the morning, October 10th, Norgren went into his younger brother's bedroom and chattered about nonsense. He punched his hand through the glass of his brother's windows and then left the house. So Norgan was naked, bleeding from the hand, and goofing around when he encountered the hunter. He perceives a threat, and he acts on it, Wilner Nugent said. Norgren acted the way he did because of his untreated bipolar disorder, he said, and the state couldn't couldn't disprove that he acted in self-defense. Testifying in his own defense Friday, Norgan told jurors he attacked McDonald because he was intimidated by the hunter's gun, his size, his boots, his layers of clothing, as compared to Norgan's nudity. On cross-examination, the prosecutor asked Norgan if after the attack he said the victim felt like a baby in his arms, and he said, yes, I meant that um, he felt really light. He looked really large at first, like I was totally terrified that I tried to do, uh, that if I tried to do and what I did, that it wouldn't happen as I planned. 
that he would be much stronger than he even appeared. He would just, you know, overwhelm me with imposition, his body. But I was surprised to, it was surprising to me how quickly and easily I could maneuver him. So basically he's like, oh, I didn't think the dude was a bitch, but once I got that gun off of him, he was pretty much a bitch in my arms, man. <laughs> man what can I say? The prosecutor asked why Norgren stopped his attack. He said, because I mean empathy. I'm a very empathic person. He was hurting. He had wounds. Did you motherfucking call, sir? You caused the wounds. <clears throat> it takes a while for it to kick in, Karen. Um, I'm a very ep- empathetic person. Yeah. Sorry. Die, motherfucker! Sasquatch kills Hunter! Uh, I take it back. Uh, before law enforcement arrived, Norgan said the Hunter counterattacked and repeatedly slammed his head into a rock. After that, Norgan said he stayed curled up in a fetal position. Then when closing arguments finished Friday afternoon... At jurors left Judge Thomas Cole's courtroom, the defendant, who was out on cust- out of custody, began to cry. He hugged the young woman tightly, both of them we- weeping. The- Man, women are amazing. <laughs> wow. Who stays with this nigga? Uh, wow, that's amazing, dog. That, that has never happened in reverse. <laughs> I feel comfortable saying well that and then those dudes that get cheated on by their wives with like students and they stay those are the only two people that do that shit cause I, I'm leaving I'm sorry <laughs> I tried to murder somebody naked in the woods oh well that is that is too bad how you gonna what you gonna do <laughs> how you gonna handle that <laughs> what do you mean why am I packing my shit I don't know I just this is already packed the jury returned his verdict after 6 p.m. After three hours of deliberations, the judge read the decision close to 6.30 p.m. Because he's, he's a dick. <laughs> Just read it, man. Norgren, who wore a navy blue suit earlier in the day, had shed his jacket. He sat at the defense table wearing a plain look. I mean, a pained look. As the verdict was read, his sobs filled the room. He turned towards his family, clutching his hand in his chest. Sorry, he said. Mom, I love you so much. Six deputies... Working court security stood around around the room at 6.38 p.m. They asked his family to leave. I love you all so much, he yelled at his mother, and four others walked out. The judge ordered Norgan into custody before sentencing on Tuesday. One deputy began handcuffing him. He said, oh, this is hell on earth, Norgan said. Damn. Well, guess the race of the Sasquatch. Oh, is, is there any doubt he's white? All right, let's check the chat room. And he actually might be something from Grimm. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there, guess he didn't make bail, got time and a story to tell, white. All Bigfoot hunters are crazy white men. Sorry too many oh. Jack Link's jerky commercials, white. <laughs> yeah. Stop messing with Sasquatch, man. That's what happens when you take that blanket from Linus, you get the great pumpkin. Thought he was a creature from Grimm, white. All yeah. of these personalities expected to be acquitted by a fair court system, white. I am a white man. Hear me roar. Black like John's camera feed. <laughs> Superwoman white. Norgren Washington remote hilltop Sasquatch believer white. Well, the correct answer is, and well, you guys all got it right. He was white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's my, where's my applause? You see that? Say that again, John. As soon as you mentioned Sasquatch, that it was over. Yeah. Sasquatch kills Hunter. I mean, 
You and don't... hunters. When do black people get in close to get close to any white man with a gun? Yeah, we don't even hunt really. Like that was no. You know, like I knew the hunter was white as soon as I saw this headline, but yeah, what a crazy dude. Uh, anyway, sword ratchet this time so we can wrap this bad boy up. Where is sword? There you go. All right. Uh, three brothers who allegedly armed themselves with a samurai sword and a large kitchen knife and a metal pole before attacking a man uh, are now going to, to court. Um, they, uh, prosecutors say Mark Norman, uh, wait, comedian? Uh, anyway, open, open the trial. I hope not. <laughs> Boy, damn, I was kind of a fan of his comedy. Open the trial at Adelaide Supreme Court and urge the jury to find Arthur Collin and Kevin Trelor guilty of attempting to murder Atu Campbell on South Australia's Port Augusta during March last year. He said Mr. Campbell almost died in the attack. Atu Campbell, who was himself unarmed, received significant wounds to his back, his head, his right arm and wrist. Damn. His neck, his back, his shoulders and his crack. Right. He suffered lasting nerve damages, damage and loss of movement to his right arm. Prosecutors say the victim was from Appy Lands in Essays North, uh, far north and has been visiting his niece in Port Augusta along with his partner and three-year-old son when he was attacked. The niece previously had a relationship with one of the accused men. Mr. Norman said it was unclear why the victim was set upon. There may have been some sort of disagreement about alcohol, which was running out, he said. Oh, may have been. So you got to kill me, though? You got to kill me? <laughs> Damn. I guess Foster really is Australian for beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, some, that's some tough consequences. You run out of some beer and motherfuckers like, yeah, man, get the knives and the swords, dude. He rounded up a posse. Yeah. Right. Even happen anymore, yo, man. This nigga got a high life, nah, bruh. Nope, you got to die. Nope, I'm not. Well, we can make a run to the store. Oh, you're gonna be running. <laughs> he said, Kevin Trelord 21 was her saying, I'm gonna get my brothers for you. We're going to come around, fucking kill you. Oh, Mr. Norman said, All hell then broke loose. <laughs> Other members of our two Campbell's family and friends who have armed themselves with pieces of wood and a pair of scissors, they became involved. Oh, shit. Did everybody come already ready to go? Or just mm-hmm. picked up the closest shit to them was like, fight. Did somebody <laughs> just yell, fight, and everybody just broke out? It was an anchor fight at this point. <laughs> Bring your own weapons. What's happening here? <laughs> I think somebody had a net and a trident. <laughs> I think you know exactly what this was. <laughs> First it was a little bit frightening But they fought with expert timing 
They were funky China men from funky Chinatown. They were chopping them up. They were chopping them down. They were ancient Chinese arts, and everybody knew their part. From a fainting to a slip, and I ain't kicking it from the hip. Everybody was kung fu fighting. That's all that was playing in the background. It's just out the blue too. How is that not a racist song, by the way? <laughs> that that dude is black as shit. That was, I don't feel like any of that was appropriate just now. Um, I want to watch Big Trouble in Little China now. Yeah, that's my movie, man. Yes, oh, God, that's my movie, dude. Ah, oh, now I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, that man, that that movie made me. That's right in before right in like that that lightning yeah. dude. Yeah, that was a thunder god. That was my dude. Um, that that he won that he won all that shit in the stupidest way possible. Like like that's one of my favorite impossible white man movies because he really did stumble blindly through that movie and somehow came out the other side victorious. He was bad at everything. Bad at everything. And, and he he didn't even have a military background. He was a truck driver. Like oh, by the way, just Patrick Swayze as a truck driver is a ludicrous plot by itself. Yes. <laughs> Dude got out of there in the tightest jeans. Man, I love that movie. Anyway. Um, oh, I got them Wranglers. Yeah. This nigga had the <laughs> tightest skin. This was before skinny jeans and he had them. And this nigga fought Kung Fu people and won. <laughs> everybody Did he have was, boots on too? Well, damn. Yeah, everybody was better than him at fighting and he to won. To be fair, he had the smallest role in the victory. True, true, uh, he did. It really wasn't all on him. He just kind of helped the people who actually mattered. Right, yeah. Aww. And he was funny. You know, I mean, the comedy in that movie is underrated. Like, Yeah, it's what, an amazing movie. Somebody says Kurt Russell. Oh, is that who it was, Kurt Russell? Okay, my bad, Tank. Yeah, Kurt Russell as a truck driver is unbelievable. He's, he's like a fucking Chippendale dancer. Kung <laughs> <laughs> fighting. Yeah. They make, have y'all seen truck truck drivers? This is not what they look like. No. Um. <laughs> anyway, great movie. So, um, it's, so anyway, uh, this dude, uh, they got, they armed themselves. The family was fighting. They were shouting. They're screaming. The prosecutor said the victim needed surgery. All three brothers denied attempting to murder him. Uh, <laughs> everybody was like, nope. But Arthur Tree Lord 34 admitted to the lesser charge of causing serious harm with intent. And the trial is expected to last up to three weeks. Why? They obviously did. <laughs> why? Three weeks? Yeah. Why, why three weeks? Just, just, just <laughs> throw these motherfuckers under the jail. Uh, John, man, thank you so much for doing the show with us, bro. Thank you for having me. Yes. This is so much fun as usual. Thank no you. No doubt, man. Smartest two people on the internet. Oh, oh man, we appreciate you, you, man. And uh, like I said, Hell No Cupid is amazing. It dude. really is. Do you have any upcoming shows or anything that you're doing that you like to promote? Uh Oh, yeah. I Well, I have my own show, the Nonproductive Comedy Show. It's in Montclair, New Jersey on Thursday, um, 8 o'clock at Just Jake. So if you're in New, in New Jersey, come through. Um, and Friday we're doing a new Hell No Cupid and we're starting a thing called, uh, this is why you're single. Cause basically <laughs> I, I work, I, I'm a psych, I got a master's in psychology. I do therapy. I diagnose people for a living. So if you want to know why you're sing, single, tell me about yourself and I'll tell you why you're single. I'll tell you what's wrong with you and why you're broken. 
So <laughs> yes. that's, that's all that's coming up this week. Oh, and I'll yes. be at Stress Factory Wednesday, too, also in central New Jersey. So if you're around, you should come by there. Check him out, man. Yes. Um, very funny dude. Yes, he and is. Like I said. Part um, of the Septicomics. Part of the Septicomics. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you being here. Um, of course, uh, tweakedaudio.com, code TBGWT. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 with Justin and JL Coven to review uh, The Walking Dead. Yes. So he's funny too. Okay, yeah, yes. follow me on Twitter. It's Don Coyote, D O N C O Y O T E. I got to get more followers than Gordon because he won't stop giving me shit about it. There you go, guys. Make sure you follow him too, man. Um, and uh, like I said, be back tomorrow. See you guys then. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>